a little better. Hockey's coming back, all that stuff. Hockey's coming back. Back. 2014. <laughs> Are the Leafs a part of that 2014? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they made it. They made the uh, cut. Of course. They squeaked they in there. They should be in the top 16, but they're not. They squeaked in there at 24? No way. They're like 16. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so they're going to play Columbus in the best of five. And then mm-hmm. you win that, and you go to the round of 16. So if they win the cup, it'll be the hardest cup in the history of Stanley Cups. I guess because well, there's an extra extra of extra three wins required. Yeah, extra for some teams. three potentially five games on the schedule. And then for the other teams, the top four teams like Boston, Tampa, they play each other in a round robin to determine seeding. So that'll be interesting. So every team at least has played games leading up to the. So it's not uneven and shit, you know. <clears throat> when did when did the NHL ad- adopt? Did were they always seven games? Did they always have a seven game playoff series? Uh, yeah, I don't think they were ever. I know NBA used to have best. Yeah, of five they were five the games round. until uh, ninety eight or ninety nine or yeah ninety six or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And MLB still best of five in the first round. Well, and, they uh, well they added the whole like with they like, added wild card. they added the wild card. Yeah, even just yeah. within our uh, like our. Conscious and they lifetime. still only have like fucking and they still make the playoffs. <laughs> they added a wild and they, card. And some people think that's too much. Yeah, like they, ah, they play add, 160 games. Too bad. Imagine it's that's so funny. There's 32 teams, 181 games. Oh no, 161 <laughs> games. Yeah. And people are pissed. They added two more teams to the uh, the playoff, and it's a one game. And You're it's out. a one game. It's not even like it's a we added a, a yeah. series that may take three or four days. No, we just added one even, game. Yeah, you're not, you're not even guaranteed a single home playoff game if you make it. No, no, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's weird, but it's great. No, that's uh, yeah, sports. We're gonna get it, the Stanley Cup. But yeah, it's always been. That's why they call it the hardest trophy to win in all of sports. Because why? Not well, just because you need the most wins and it's the most grueling, uh, you know, football playoffs. Some teams only have to win three games, it's over one game a week. Yeah, I guess. Well, now, yeah, because I, I guess the NHL and NBA, their playoff format is now, I guess, and has been the exact same. It is that yeah. seven, seven games, seven games, seven games, seven games, yeah, finals or pot- yeah. potential, potentially, uh. Maximum, maximum twenty eight games. Minimum you play sixteen. Mm-hmm. I know there was a year where, uh, like in two thousand and one, the Lakers went sixteen and one in the uh, in their playoff run. Yeah, no one's ever gone the full. I playoff don't think sweep. anyone's ever swept all four rounds. Yeah, I think and Golden State came close until until they faced Cleveland in the finals. I think they had only lost like one game or something. Yeah, maybe in the, yeah in that 2016 season, maybe. Yeah, when they went uh, what 73 and nine, best season ever. Yeah, 73 and nine. Uh, but you know, don't don't mean a thing if it ain't got that ring. Exactly. You know, we all we all remember where we were on Game Seven of the 2016 NBA Finals. We all remember <laughs> the the big block from LeBron. The uh, yeah, oh of the what what started what might have been the best sequence of in like sports history. Uh, the wow. the block, the Kyrie <laughs> Irving three, and then the Kevin Love playing very close, playing great defense on the perimeter on Steph Curry, possibly the best perimeter shooter. I mean, certainly the best perimeter shooter we've seen in decades. It was those three elements led to uh, 
The greatest comeback in the finals history. The greatest comeback in NBA finals history and maybe sports. I don't know. You'd have to. You'd have, yeah. I'm sure I think that's the only. That's definitely the only three to one down three one comeback in finals history. In yes, NBA, nobody's true. ever done it. Um, I'm sure. I think th- there's only been like a less than a dozen three to one comebacks. Period in the NBA doesn't happen as much as hockey. Yeah, and especially like to make it to the finals in what would have been the the best team. Yeah. Hasn't no one ever completed the reverse sweep in the NBA? Wait, what's the re- no one... what's the reverse sweep? <laughs> Being down three and zero and then coming back, winning all four. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I've, I remember. I think I've heard that it's never happened in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's such a rare circumstance, too, right? Uh, to be yeah. down. I mean, it happens every year, but once they're down, they're usually down and out. I feel as though there was a year. I want to say it's like two thousand and seven. The Dallas Mavericks had this insane regular season record, sixty-seven and fifteen. Uh, you know, uh, Dirk Nowitzki MVP. Everyone's saying this is their year. This is their year, and they were they were may have been like swept in the first round by an eighth seed Golden State. And I think that's wow. like yeah, that was also its own thing. Like the only time that the eighth seed has swept a uh you know the the one seed in the first round which is so rare and i think it's only been one time that the eighth seed has even made it to the nba finals uh the knicks in 99 i think (coughs) man remember that year when the la kings like the first of their stanley cups years like they were the eighth seed also yeah, and I remember they, they stayed, just, just pushed in that second half of the season. Such a great, uh, such a great underdog story. Gotta love an underdog yeah. story. Yeah, no, they were another team. They only lost like two games in the first three rounds or something. It's crazy. Isn't that isn't that nuts? And and on route, you know. And we're talking about so much sports from the past, and it's so great that soon we'll be talking about sports in the future. Yes, and the present. And the pre- <laughs> yeah, the present of sports. The uh, future of sports, of course, the Toronto Raptors, future uh, back-to-back NBA future ch- back-to-back, future back-to-back NBA champions, as we all yeah. know. Speaking of three peats, the last dance, we're going for seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going. Yeah, we Raptors are going to solidify our first ever three peat. And we're not going to have a break in the middle. We're just going to go seven straight. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to take a break on that on that three peat. No, there's no. We're th- not going to retire. Fucking in between runs. Yeah, we're not gonna get forced out of the league because of gam- because of our gambling <laughs> yeah. debts. Yeah, that's right. I said it. I said it. Your father was killed by a hitman. I said it. And I concur. I love it. Uh, because I think out of all out of all the sports, um, there are so many NBA. Not I don't want to use the word conspiracy. That might be a bit much. But there is things that have happened over the course of the existence in which may lead some to believe that things were pre-planned. I'm not going to say it's a conspiracy. <laughs> I'm going to say well, there's, been, uh, uh, there's a few there's, a few a few instances that, you know, uh some real nerds could pull out. Yeah, isn't there outright officials cheating fixing games? There was one there was I forget his name too. Shit, just some old white yeah. guy. Yeah, where He doesn't deserve to be remembered. That's Yeah, the, yeah, somewhere in the <laughs> mid to mid to late 2000s I remember they caught him. Yeah. Crooked shyster. Uh rigging games. I don't really remember what like the end of that was. Like where like how you know what games he was fixing for who or Yeah. I remember FIFA had a big scandal with that too. Yes. A few years ago. But um Of course. What's sport we love scandal. What's Oh I love scandal. oh I love scandal. I love yeah. uh anytime something. Everyone was writing for the Dennis Rodman segments on those last dance. 
Of course. And it's hard, hardly a scandal either. No, not really. Guy just likes to have fun. Guy just likes to have fun. And likes to hang out with Carmen Electra, get fucked up, go to WCW Nitro on a practice day, <laughs> game day. Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, you know, and it's a little trip to Vegas, or whatever. But, but you know, and of course, just the way, and the, it was, you know, just so sensen- sensationalized. Uh, yeah. a- acting as if players these days aren't partying all night and dating celebrities, like they're almost like acting like it doesn't happen. Uh, you know, maybe Dennis Rodman. Yeah, Dennis Rodman probably was the first. I bet. Although Will Chamberlain like famously claims to have slept with like ten thousand women, so <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he went to a few parties himself. And Magic Johnson was the one to get eight. What's the? Deal? I know the best porn <laughs> name of all time, and he chose to yeah. play basketball. Uh, he beat it. He beat it. No, I think he. He's HIV positive. Had he never quite got to the AIDS Maybe point. Maybe not AIDS. Okay. I think that was what what's he's like. He's like stalled, you know. For <laughs> some reason, yeah. it hasn't kind of up uh, upscaled itself. Out of boy, magic. Way to go, magic. Way to go. You beat AIDS, HIV. Yeah. Never mind. I take that back. <laughs> well. I take that back. Oh God. That's okay. I can't wait. <clears throat> I All right. Can't wait, Mike. We got a show to do though. We've yes. got a show, and I think there's no better way than to just use that cold open. Yeah, because we're not Sports even. We're this, they, you know. I mean, last year we were all up on Baltuck around this time. Of course, uh, this time last oh, year yeah. the Raptors were uh, nestled into the NBA Finals. Of course, uh, and it was fantastic news. And Baltuck and and Pucktuck was going off the chains. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the Leafs were there, had a disappointing loss, but we were in the race. <laughs> the Leafs were also there, that's true. We're not going to discredit the other Toronto yeah. teams. Uh, no, I mean, the Blue Jays, they weren't doing shit except for a rebuilding. That's well, fair. I think the Blue, yeah, well, baseball around <laughs> this time of year, you would have been two months in, so the, uh, so. Yeah, and their season was effectively I've, I, Yeah, I bet the half the league was, yes, effectively out of all playoff contention, because two months into a game, series, uh, like a season of baseball, you can be 12 and 52. Yeah, you're like fuck. I gotta win forty games like, straight oh, to even Jesus. be five hundred. <laughs> yeah, which is we have to win forty games straight, and then we'll be a a playoff contender, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the folks Let's don't want to hear any more sports talk, although we will as soon as the uh, as the summer goes on. No, because this isn't a sports podcast. This is a sports entertainment podcast. This is a wrestling podcast. Oh. The Shoot Brothers wrestling podcast. This is the only podcast you can find online, hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne, and my co-host, Mike the Shoot Shepherd. Yeah, yeah. That's the sound. That's the sound, folks. We got a great, uh, action-packed show for you today. Jam-packed. Jam. Jelly-packed. Packed. We got all every all the all the major shows are on the card. Of course, we had our double or nothing, um, twenty twenty live from this uh, our our new home. This like the the Jacksonville Jaguars practice facility. Yeah. What's it called? Like. Daly's place or something. Yeah, they I call think. it. They call it something. The, the, the logo was there the whole. The show. logo's there the care. entire time, but I'm not paying attention to the logo. There's a lot of yeah, meat in this. Way too much. There's a lot of beef in this ring. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of things that we can pay attention to. But before we talk about that double or nothing pay per view, let's kick off the show the way we always do with the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. Yeah, a lot of, yeah. With all these people having time to do stuff at home, you know, everyone's just chilling at home. Everyone's putting out some uh, some entertaining enough uh, internet content. Have you mm-hmm. have you yourself, Mike, uh, seen anything that just kind of wrestlers are doing in their spare time? Maybe. 
Um, I mean, nothing. I mean, a lot of them are still pretty busy, so they're wrestling a lot. Of course, you know, a lot of them are wrestling. You know, I see like Asuka and stuff. I follow her on her fun channel. She's always playing that games channel and cupcakes is cupcakes and stuff. Kind of like funny. <laughs> yeah, like, I've, I've never yeah. watched a full video, but Asuka's YouTube channel. I just see clips, yeah, from her Instagram, but she looks like she's a fun Exactly. Person. It's like her just like making <laughs> breakfast, and you're like, boom. Yeah. Or there was yeah, she's one. She's got like a cute little apron on or something. Yes. With or like a bunny character. <laughs> or um, <laughs> another great one that's happening out there right now is uh, Roderick Strong and his wife, Marina Shafir, uh, have this massive Jenga set and oh, yeah. they're just that's that's the video series it's like hey what's up we're gonna play another game of Jenga and uh, <laughs> you know it's like huge you know what one of the ones where you're stacking it and it's getting taller than you are you know yeah, like you see at bars or exactly like, like it's actual like little two by fours um, yeah. so of course all these other all these uh, professional wrestling superstars are uh, doing their own thing in this pandemic time but um, one one uh, one WWE superstar is living a life better than all of us because our brand new and six time tweet of the week champion the ran man randy orton uh posted to all of his socials the other week um a photo of him uh inside of a g5 plane and the caption just reads fucked around and bought a plane uh <laughs> that's right randy the ran man airlines is uh has taken off so he has fuck around plane he money. He has fuck around plane money. Uh, that that's that's all that has to be said. One of the you know the top one of the top competitors <laughs> in the company and the business for twenty years now. And uh, you, you know um, you, you can't vape on planes. We know this. There's probably certain laws associated with commercial airlines that oh, doesn't let you vape. But yeah, that's true. If Randy Orton was just like, oh, okay, I know how, I know the a quick workaround. I'm just gonna buy my own plane. I buy the plane, and I can yeah. vape on it all of I all all I want. You know, it's like when uh, yeah, Justin Bieber charges out a plane so he can start smoking weed and shit. Oh, is that true? Yeah, that's a little. That's a little. It's complaining. Ooh, that's when after they, they fly Justin and his posse around, and then their plane stinks like weed. After a little, little celebrity <laughs> gossip. Oh my god! But uh, Randy yeah. Orton now uh, officially the most reigning uh, tweet of the week champion with six uh, tweets of the week. He's the man. He's the Rand man, and uh, yeah, he's our champ. He's yeah, he's gonna be our he's gonna be our champ forever. Of course, he's had the match coming up at Backlash, which Mike, I don't know if you heard, it's the best. Not just a match. It's, this isn't just a match. No, this is <laughs> this is the greatest wrestling match ever. We'll get to that though. Yeah, we'll um, get to that. But but first, let's let's kick off the show with the uh, um uh, with with AEW's Double or Nothing Part Two. <laughs> Part two, baby. It was yes. Uh, th that was the official official debut of AEW last year, right? To learn nothing. Was it? Because All In was kind of just a come. I don't know. I, I think I remember Double or Nothing being there. Like that. Launch. That was that was the launch. Well, great. Yeah. Well, it certainly was the big one. That was that had the uh, Escalada de la Muerte. It had. Um, no, that was that uh, was all out. That was all out. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Well, it definitely it had the best match. One of the best matches ever it, of Cody. It definitely had that Cody dusted match, of course. <laughs> and maybe it just had an Omega versus Jericho. I think was there. Maybe it just had another young. Bucks. It was just a lot of great. And maybe they didn't have the titles yet. Yeah. No they titles still... yet. Everything was just on the line for uh, just great. for pride. But um, yeah. this week there's a lot more. To to contend for, of course, on our pre-show, we had a number one contenders match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship between Private Party and Best Friends. 
Did you watch it? I did not, but I knew it existed. <laughs> I not. knew it existed. But you knew about it. I yeah. knew it so existed. There was some. Yeah, it was fine. You know, Private Party was a little sloppy. We haven't seen him in a while, so I'll forgive him. But best friends, they've been on a roll, so they earned it. They deserve it. They get the win here. Look strong. So big title shot coming up for the best friends. Big title shot coming up for the best friends. You know, this this tag division is, uh, you know, when, when our leaders are a not real tag team, and there are so <laughs> and one of them has been gone for. Two and there months. are so many, uh, you know. I mean, tag wrestling has always been what we've said. AEW, one of their strong points is. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's great to see other teams getting uh, getting an opportunity. Yeah, and yeah, best friends. Who doesn't like them? Who doesn't like them? But let's go on to the main show, baby, because we're we're here in Jacksonville. We got the set decked out. We got the gambling, the poker chips, tables, uh, slot machine on the video yeah, screen. Yeah, little a little craps board. A little novelty Giant, craps board over there. <laughs> the decks of cards with uh, with the customized ace with Moxley and uh, and Brody, Brody Lee, Lee on. on it. That was pretty cool. Yeah, so nice little nice little something there, and uh, we kick right into it with the casino ladder match, where uh, starts off with two men in the ring, and uh, we get an interesting matchup of Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. So the the normal allies in SCU, uh, but they both want that poker chip, so. Uh, yeah, they just go at it. Two minutes between each entrance. Uh, and then Kip Sabian's the next guy out. And he's got Penelope Ford with him. And Jimmy Havoc there. And he just starts fucking people around. He was like the the unofficial 10th man in this match. Yeah, he shows up wearing <laughs> this all-white getup. We haven't seen... Yeah, like a suit. Like something, like an outfit we've never seen Jimmy Havoc wear before. Which I thought was funny. Yeah, he's normally just always... In yeah, his like, black punk. thing, you know, and his like uh-huh. death metal look. And now he's got a little red tie. Also, um, have I missed... Are we called super bad Kip Sabian? Is this new? Uh, did I miss... Um, did I miss this before? Uh, I think I've heard You've it. Heard there's it? a lot of... It's, there's so many bad. Like there's super bad, there's the bad boy, there's like another bad... Bad something. Yeah, everyone's just bad. No one's ever. Yeah, super. everyone's just bad on this show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, speaking of bad, Darby Allen's the next entrant, and he just wastes no time fucking shit up. He grabs a ladder, sets it up horizontally across the barricade, tosses a skateboard at Kazarian's face, and then he places him on that ladder, climbs up another ladder, and then he just does a huge fucking drop in with his skateboard, crashes through the ladder. He's fucking dying. You thought, grabbing his leg. You thought he was dead. I thought he might you have been You thought he was dead. Real. Now, Mike, this was also fun because you and I don't often, we, sometimes, we'll, you know, if we're watching pay-per-views at different times, we won't often. Uh, yeah, be, we don't want to spoil the show exactly, for each and we other. Don't spoil the, we, and we don't want to spoil the podcast for the show too, each yeah, other the show. or the listeners either, right? Both so shows. We, you, and, you and I chat, you and I were chatting a bit during <laughs> this show, though, where the, you thought Darby Allen was dead. Because I've never heard him scream like that. <laughs> normally he's a, normally he's pretty, you know, he can take a lot of pain. He sells it. But here he was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he had you convinced. Uh, he had me. That, so good selling. I'll give it to good him. Selling. I'll give it to him. Uh, yeah, so that was a huge bump. He's out for a long time. Uh, the next entrance is Orange Cassidy. And uh, on his way to the ring, he goes over to the commentary table because he needs to ask them the rules of the match. And then JR's like, you don't even know the damn rules. You don't even know the damn rules. The damn rules. <laughs> So he's strolling down to the ring. There's only like 30 seconds left by the time he gets there. Uh, and then he just starts reaching up for the chip, standing on his feet. So he does this one <laughs> spot at one of these points where he kind of has the ring to himself. And instead of setting the ladder up on its feet to climb it, <laughs> he lies it down flat on the ground, stands on it. And yeah, gets those extra three inches and, re- and he tries and again. reaches <laughs> up. And he has that look on his face of like, why can't I reach it? And he's like, <laughs> Which uh, uh, which just ha- which just had me fucking laughing, man. This guy is so yeah. funny. He's amazing. He's so fun. He's- <laughs> <laughs> so 
So then he starts to lazily just pick up the ladder, like not even trying to open it, just like standing it up. It falls over. <laughs> then we get our next entrant. Boom, boom, Colt Cabana. He comes running out. He gets a few moves. Everyone's brawling. Uh, and then Joey Janela's the next entrance, who uh, replaced Ray Phoenix after that crazy bump he took. Yes, I heard he has a. Uh, it was a. It was a nagging injury that just didn't kind of didn't heal in time. I'm sure the big old bump he took the other day didn't help anything. So. Yeah, no. yeah. I don't think it's anything long term. They're just like, all right, just take a break. You weren't going to win the match anyway, so we'll save you a couple dives here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Cabana's in, uh, Janela's in. At one point, Cabana had like, looked like he got his fingers pinched in the ladder when it was kicked in him. That looked painful. Oh, really? Eek. Yeah, just like, I didn't see that. But then uh, entrance number eight, Luchasaurus comes down. He's running wild. And then Darby Allen comes back to life. So that was nice to see. And then we get the final mystery ninth entrant, which turns out to be Brian Cage, who has Taz as his manager as well. And. Cage, yeah, big bad Cage. He comes down. He just starts whooping some ass. He's kicking everyone. He goes to climb up the ladder. It's Orange Cassidy. Jumps on his back. Uh, he's still climbing up. So then the rest of the group, they all work together. They all pull Cage down. They just start beating the shit out of him. And then outside the ring, they're just piling crap on him. Ladders, barricades. The old the uh, old burying shit on a big guy <laughs> On a big man. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. They, they, uh, they go and grab one of the giant prop poker chips. And they, they put that on the, as the cherry on top. So he's done. He's barricaded in. Uh, we get some bunch of more falls, ladder bumps. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Kip Sabian, they're both climbing to the top of the ladder. They slug it out. Cassidy knocks Sabian off. He falls under the ladder. So then uh, he's about to win it, but Penelope comes up. She climbs up the ladder, takes a swing at Orange Cassidy, but he just catches her and then just lets her fall back onto, <laughs> onto Sabian. So nice woman bump. Yeah. Uh, well, no, <laughs> so it, wait, no, it's called a manager bump. It's not called manager a lady bump. bump. <laughs> <laughs> Baby bump. <laughs> uh, but uh, so Orange Cassidy looks like he's got it again. But that damn Jimmy Havoc, he comes back in. So then the best friends come out to take him out. Uh, then Luchasaurus and Orange Cassidy, they have this little standoff. They're trying to choke slam each other. So Marco Stunt comes in. He's got his little step ladder to give a boost and do a double choke slam with Luchasaurus. Uh, yeah, so fucking he's out. A bunch of guys are taken out. Uh, Joey Janela picks up Orange Cassidy, and he hits a running Death Valley driver off the apron onto the poker chip, crushing Cage below uh, and taking out Orange that Cassidy. That was a good bump. That was a crazy bump. Yeah. OC, man, he can take those when he needs to. Mm-hmm. And then back in the ring, we're winding down. Luchasaurus is alone um, when Cage just rises from the dead, and he busts out of this pile, and him and Luchasaurus just go at it. Uh and uh, he, yeah, Cage picks up Lucha, he power bombs him into the ladder in the corner, sets up a ladder in the middle of the ring. He hits the drill claw, the drill claw on Darby Allen. That thing's nuts. <laughs> that thing is. Yeah, that thing is nuts. an insane move. It's like a Steiner recliner. You drop him straight on his head. Oh my god! <laughs> it looks so it Cage, looks cool though. <laughs> yeah, it looks great. So he's killing people. Taz comes down. He's directing traffic. Cage listens. Sets up the ladder. Um. Oh, yeah. First, he just like, yeah, he puts Darby Allen on top of a ladder and just like military presses him, just tosses him into the fucking oblivion. Yep. Goodbye. And then the finale, Cage climbs the ladder, unhooks the poker chip, and he has earned himself a future EW world title shot. <clears throat> so big debut for Brian Cage. Big debut. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. What a match. Had a lot of fun. Great match. Everything yeah. from, you know, Kip Sabian, Jimmy Havoc, and Penelope Ford trying to steal 
the wind yeah, out, you working know, together. working together to steal uh, a bunch of big bumps. Orange Cassidy's just pure entertainment, and of course the introduction with uh, of Brian Cage with with Taz, with Taz. as um, a manager. They're really working this, you know, bringing old guys legend in. Legend referee. You know, it's yeah. um a little bit of that different approach where when we see those legends return to WWE, it's for that like crowd pop. Yeah. It's never for the, oh, no, we want you to actually contribute something that will, or if they do, it's very kind of few and far between, right? Maybe they're present for a, a signing, a championship match signing. But, uh, yeah. you know. MVP is the closest thing. He's like the only coach. Yeah. Co you know, but now we've got what? <laughs> between Taz, Jake the Snake, and Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson. Tully disappeared, but he used to. Tully disappeared, but, you know, <laughs> so does Sean Spears from time to time. <laughs> from time mm -hmm. to time. Uh, this was great. This was great. Um, so you know, congrats to Brian Cage. Yeah. For, and it was a poker chip, by the way, kind of with a handle on it. It was kind of yeah, like, like a brief dinner plate. Yeah, size. Like it was like a briefcase almost, but it and it wasn't even fully like the hook was loose. It didn't even have a clasp. On I it. did. I it was precarious. It was precarious. Yeah. And uh, this is a great. This is a great for the AEW's kind of like heavyweight division. I find too between guys. You know, I mean, between Brian Cage, we have Lance Archer, we have Wardlow, we have Brody Lee. Like. I mean, a lot of these guys on AEW are smaller, quicker, you know, still extremely athletic. But uh, the heavyweight division is just as strong. My only question is, uh, why does Brian Cage have a blue tongue? He had a blue tongue? Yeah, he looked like Liv Morgan. Oh, I did <laughs> Maybe maybe he's a big Liv Morgan fan. I don't. <laughs> maybe or the former Liv Morgan. You know, the pink hair he pulls uh, he pulls a lot uh, he pulls a lot from uh, from her in ring style. Maybe who knows? Yeah. Oh well, let's go on here because the action doesn't even continue. It, I mean, it does. It fucking kicks right up even more because we got MJF taking on Jungle Boy, and uh, this was just a technical piece of wrestling here. Some good shit. Just back and forth. They're on the mat. They're transitioning from hold to another. They're doing headstands, slapping each other in the face. Uh, yeah, MJF just spends the match. He's working over Jungle Boy's arm for that, uh, trying to do that arm breaker. Lots of big chops. They're slapping each other's chest to shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was the moment where they do the classic, they're not even defending the other guy's chops. They're just fucking yeah, they're taking just them. Back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Pain. Uh, Jungle Boy hits a crazy reverse Rana onto the side of the apron. Uh, so he's looking good. Jungle Boy's in control. Goes to the top rope for a big move, but then MJF grabs Aubrey Edwards by the leg and tries to pull her down. So she grabs onto the rope for leverage, which causes Jungle Boy to fall and get crotched on the top turnbuckle. Uh, but then he recovered, hits a big Liger bomb for a near fall, and eventually we get this uh, great finishing sequence where both men are just reversing submissions, pinfall attempts. Uh, they both got each other. Their shoulders are down, and then MJF applies the European clutch, gets his shoulders off the mat as Jungle Boys are down for the three. And MJF's your winner. In a damn good match. In a damn fine uh, match of the year candidate already, for sure. This is yeah, this this is just excellent. This is making my shortlist, uh, or you know, come come the shooties, this will be have to be something that I'll have to consider. You know, like every every spot was meaningful. Um, yeah. you know, these both guys were trying so hard. We, we want, we want Jungle Boy to win because he doesn't win too much. And, uh, just watching this match, uh, just reaffirming that these two guys are the fucking future of this company who yeah, will exactly. headline. They, these guys will be headlining double or nothing for, for a belt very, very, very soon. 
Um, yeah, they could be doing this 10 years from now. And still, still in 10 years. Mid 30s. <laughs> I'm pretty sure John, uh, MJF is like 22 or yeah, something. Uh, yeah, can't wait for what the future brings for these two uh, These two dudes. Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Yeah, Jungle Boy, Jack. Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Jack, Jack, Jack Perry. Of yes, good shit. Good shit. But let's go on here because we have the first ever TNT title match. TNT. Lance Archer is taking on Cody. Uh, of course, we got Jake the Snake in Archer's corner, Arn Anderson in Cody's, and Mike Tyson is at ringside as the special enforcer. Slash belt and presenter. Slash presenter, yeah. So uh, he brings out that red leather silver plated uh, TNT title, and they, the commentary notes that it's not finished yet. Due to some issue, of course, with the yeah, the situation going on, there's still going to be some more gold and plating added, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, they weren't able to make it happen for the day, but uh, they're like, hey, holding piece, it, it'll, yeah. it will, there will be something. Uh, so, yeah, either way, title, it looks okay. It's okay. It's not as good as the world title, I'll say that. No, world title looks fantastic. This one looks a little bit yeah. less. Uh, I, you know, I'm sure we'll hear in the following we'll weeks we'll what, see. what we'll, their yeah. inspiration was for it and everything. Everything, all, yeah. all those decisions. I'll wait to see the finished product to make final decisions. Exactly. All those decisions are very carefully made. So, you know. Yeah. But let's go on to the ring. Uh, right off the bat, Archer just hits the blackout. And I'm thinking, oh, oh my we're God. Our, a Brock Lesnar? <laughs> are we getting a Brock Lesnar they, finish here? They just here? But, uh, this one. But Cody rolls out of the ring, so luckily he survives. Uh, so they're going back and forth. They're having the match, and uh, we cut to Mike Tyson at various points. And the best one was he just full mouth yawning at one point. Just a quick cut made me laugh. Yeah, I think I think I, I saw that one too. I think it <laughs> was like, uh, it was on purpose though. I think he was meant to say. I like, think it was a real yawn. Oh really? I, I thought I thought like it felt like it, it, it was he was almost too comical. Like nobody actually yawned. It was like pretty that. comical, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it looked maybe he worked me like Darby Allen did. I yeah, maybe know. you got you got worked a couple times over this pay per view. But you could be giving Mike Tyson too much credit. I don't know. Of, uh, you know, we'll I could see. Be. We'll see. But let uh, yeah back to the match. Archer he hits that nice. Tight rope walking moonsault again. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the JR called it something good. Like the I don't know. The Murder Hawk Moonsault. Something like that. Murder Hawk Moonsault. Yeah. Uh later on, Cody's in control. Jake the Snake's talking shit to Cody on the apron. So he looks right at Jake and hits Archer with a DDT. Jake's a move. Just a fuck you. Uh, but then in a great all follow-up, Lance Archer hits a big spine buster, staring at Art Anderson. <laughs> Some good storytelling there. Uh, but then JR is like, well, Jake Roberts used to beat people with his DDT. He's always going old school. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, Cody, he hits his big springboard cutter off the top rope, only gets a one. And then he hits a crossroad, only a two. So Archer's just looking big here. Uh, and at one point, Cody pays homage to Sting. He does a big woo and then hits a stinger splash. And there's rumors that Sting could be going to AEW, so that'd be fun. I mean, that's Cody playing into it. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure he him, Vince hates him, so I think if they think if Sting <laughs> wants to work, I think he has to go to AEW. Vince hates Sting, doesn't he? Well, I mean, he worked for WWE a little bit. Yeah, but didn't he have the job out to Triple H? Yeah, no, Vince and, just and, hates and WCW. didn't he get beaten up by a, sh- a shittily brought back together NWO? Well. He, he beat them. The match was bad. No, the match was bad. I'm not denying that. Uh, but then anyway, so Lance Archer is on the top rope again. He's ready to do that walk. When Jake starts arguing with the ref, 
So Arn Anderson jumps up, knocks Archer's feet out from under him. Uh, and then Cody follows up with a very scary looking reverse superplex. Archer only barely got around on that Barely. One. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, Cody thinks he's gotten away with the interference when another ref comes running out and informs the official in the ring of Arn Anderson's interference. So the ref in the ring, he looks at the first base umpire, Mike Tyson, to make the call. Mm-hmm. And uh, the ref's like, did Arn do it? And Tyson just nods his head and gives him the thumb gesture like, get him out of here. <laughs> that was good acting from Mike. Mm-hmm. I the whole just get him out. He was, and the way he shook his head like, no. Like, yeah, that overdramatic. Like someone like, shit their uh-uh. pants. <laughs> so the ref throws him out. And then the ref says, you too, Jake, you're gone. So he's out. So uh, back in the ring. Archer's in control. But then soon after, Jake comes back out, and he's got his burlap sack with him. So Mike Tyson gets up. He takes off his shirt, and that just scares Jake Roberts off. (laughs) And uh, Mike Tyson stares at Archer, and they exchange words. Archer picks up Cody, goes for the blackout. But Cody escapes, and he hits two crossroads in a row. And that gets the job done as Cody gets a three count, and he's won the TNT title. First ever championship. For him in AEW. First ever championship in AEW. And, you know, and the video package before this also did emphasize again that he cannot compete for the world championship. The world he did, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, he did say that in the intro video package, you know, why this, this title, this championship opportunity means so much to him because it's the only one he can go for. Uh, yeah. I'm glad to see they stuck to that. A lot of booking. This 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 was booked. Uh, you know, a lot a lot of that kind of crosstalk again because we know that Jake Roberts is not taking a bump. So we we know it can only go so we know it can only go so far. It was fun to see Mike Tyson, uh, you know, ch- yeah. bark at him and no, chase him uh, away. Yeah, no punches thrown. We thought Tyson might punch someone, but we did. We did. We did. Uh, we there, did. There'll be more Tyson though. We'll get to him later. We did think that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, still overall, that was a pretty good match. Uh, I think. Yeah. A little surprising. I thought Archer might win, but I'm happy. For yeah, I, I, it'll be it'll be. I, I want to see where Lance Archer kind of goes from here. You know, because it's really funny. Lance Archer dominant while Jake Roberts is there. As soon as Jake Roberts leaves, uh, Lance Archer loses. And but you yeah. know, Lance, Lance Archer himself has had success without Jake Roberts, whether it be TNA or New Japan. So I hope they kind of keep this, I hope they keep them together, but doesn't mean that Jake Roberts is a necessity for Lance yeah, Archer to win something. He doesn't rely on him to get the W. Exactly. It's like he helps, but he doesn't, it's not yeah. the only thing. In this case, he might have even caught, you know, when he came back out with that sack and distracted things yeah, a little yeah. bit. It might have cost may, him. may have actually cost him the match. Yeah. Uh, then we get a quick update on Baker. Uh, yeah, the doctor says she's got some tears and a fracture in her leg, and uh, but the injury is not as bad as the patient. <laughs> Pretty high maintenance. So this doctor was very unprofessional. You know, I love that. I love that they uh, they have the <laughs> AEW medical professional. Of course, in WWE, they're always just attending by medical staff. They never like specif- <laughs> like they never put a face on it. But now I'm glad that we've no. put a face on the AEW doctor. Yeah, uh, but we didn't remember his name. I, it doesn't matter what he looked. He's a white, he's a white guy with brown hair. That's all yeah, that really matters. White guy, brown hair. That's all that really uh, matters. But, uh, so, but he says, Dr. Baker will give us some more update on Dynamite. But uh, that leads us right into the next match, as Baker was supposed to be on the card. But she's replaced by Penelope Ford, taking on Chris Statlander. Um, and Ford, like I said, she's been stepping up her game. She's becoming one of the top heels in this division. And with Baker out, she basically is the top heel now, so. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, so her and yeah, her and Statlander have a good match here. Good back and forth stuff. Uh, 
But I feel like this has happened with them like three times now. They go for a reverse Rana and they always kind of slip up a little bit on the landing. The two of them. Yeah, I don't mean I. I certainly <laughs> don't know how to perform a, uh, a a a hurricane rana, let alone a reverse hurricane rana. You just backflip and land on your head. I mean, I don't, you know, it's so hard to say. Is that <laughs> is that one of those moves where the person giving it is doing all, or the person taking it the is doing all the work? Taking it is doing more work. It's it's like they, it's, they have to like backflip, jump, and the other person has right. To it's the old the uh, Ibushi destroyer with the uh, with with the, uh, <laughs> the blow doll. up doll circle thing, where you're like, holy shit, you're doing yeah. so much work right now. <laughs> you're doing a hundred percent of the work to take a series of Canadian destroyers. But it was great. Uh, yeah, so they you know they they slipped up there, but they look good still. Kip Sabian comes out at one point to try and interfere. So Statlander just hits a huge running suicide dive onto both of them, flying into the barricade. Uh, and then, yeah, they go back and forth, back in the ring. Statlander catches a springboard elbow and turns it into a blue thunderbomb, followed by the Big Bang Theory to get the win. Still one of my favorite finishing moves yeah. in the company. No, it, it looks great. And, uh, you know, Chris Statlander gets the win, but Penelope Ford looked yep, great in this. Looking good. Penelope Ford yeah, looked Penelope's, great in this match. Uh, she's on the up and up. She's been, she's been, this whole corona era, she's been... Looking very good. You know, she's she may not necessarily be as polished of a performer as some of the other women on the roster are, but this she has that kind of thing about her. It was fun to see uh, Kip Sabian as her cheerleader instead of the other way. You know, instead of you know she's always yeah, showing up with him. It goes ways. both ways, exactly. Kind of you know, change good couple change gives and takes <laughs> changing up that old trope, right? Yeah. Uh, and Statlander wins, and she remains you know right in there and kind of title contention. Right in the hunt. Yeah, near the top. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, let's go on here. Sean Spears is supposed to take on Dustin Rhodes, but uh, Spears comes out in a suit. He does not look ready to compete because he claims Dustin isn't here. So he wants Aubrey to count him out. So Aubrey starts counting, and then Dustin's music hits again. And this time Brandy comes out, and then Dustin shows up from behind and just starts beating up Spears, stripping his clothes off. Uh, yeah, it gets him right down to his undies, <laughs> which is revealed. To have Tully Blanchard's face on the crotch. That was your that was your Tully appearance. That was the Tully appearance. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, that was your little comedy spot. Uh Dustin picks him up, hits the final reckoning for the win. So uh sorry. Sorry, your buddy Sean Spears. Our buddy Sean Spears. Uh <laughs> our buddy, our but I, buddy I, Sean I, Spears I, didn't get the win. I give the edge to Dustin though, in my Dustin has me. He's has more history with me. Oh, okay, okay. So, okay. So it's not that Sean Spears isn't your buddy. Is that in this particular no. setup? Yeah. Um, you know, Dustin's. He's Dustin's my bro. He's more. Right, bro. right, right. No, this was that that you know <laughs> a little little, little yeah. mid card comedy spot. Fine. Sean's been winning a lot lately. Dustin could use a win or two here and there. Mm -hmm. so. Definitely. But uh, yeah, let's go on here because we got the AEW Women's Championship match. Nyla Rose defending against Hikaru Shida, but the announcer calls her Hikaru. She's the only one. Yes, the announcer on uh, on Dynamite also said the same thing. Yeah, Hikaru, yeah. but everyone else calls her Hikaru, so I'm going to say Hikaru. Okay. Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, because this is no count out, no DQ. Uh, Shida's been on a roll for a while. She's ranked number one for 13 straight weeks at the top of the charts. And, yeah, so we get some kendo sticks early on. We get people. Uh, Sheeta gets tossed through a poker table. We get some chairs. Uh, yeah, big poker chips people get thrown into. Uh, Sheeta hits, like, a big running knee, jumping off one chip through the other one. Uh, and then we get a table. Table in the corner. Nyla powerbombs Sheeta through it. And then, uh, yeah, eventually 
Sheeta gets a hold of that kendo stick and just starts unloading on Nyla, breaks the damn thing over her head, and then follows up with a big running shining wizard on Nyla to get the three count. So we have a new women's champion. New women's well deserved. Well deserved. I mean, th this was this was the only result. The last two months of of Dynamite has been, uh, you know, putting putting Hikaru Shida into this into contention right here. You know, like we have built up a lot for this. Yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, she was quite emotional. Good win for her. Quite good. emotional. She'll be a good champ. Yes, the the, uh, the no DQ step was uh, was was the success to this match. I yeah, kind of yeah, found, we had yeah. our weapons shot, and yeah, Nyla, Nyla just loves power bombing people through tables, so. <laughs> so she keeps doing it. Yeah, but let's go on. We've got the co-main event because they they said we have two main events tonight, mm -hmm. um, and they did it, they did the right thing. They put the world title match on second last because we got John Moxley taking on Mister Brody Lee for yes the AEW World Title. Uh, they just start off. They're brawling outside the ring. Moxley gets suplexed through a barricade. Uh, Brody gets back body dropped through the timekeeper's table. Uh, and then they get three. Yeah, I think someone gets broken through that wooden deck of cards at one point. Uh, someone did. Yeah, by, <laughs> someone by the end of the broken. show, everything was just fucking broken. Yeah, everything was getting fucked <laughs> everything up. Everything was broken. Uh, there was one spot where they both went for a drop kick at the same time and hit each mm -hmm. other. That was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, and then back in the ring, another gotch pile driver from Moxley. Love that move. And then the big moment, they fight up the ramp. Uh, Mox throws a poker chip at Brody Lee's head, and then he grabs him for the paradigm shift, jumps off the stairs onto the lower part of the ramp, and they break through, they crash through to the floor. It's a mess of destruction here. Uh, Mox climbs out of the hole, and then Brody gets up after, and he's bladed, but not too deep, just a little blood there. <laughs> just a little blood. Just a little blood. Uh, so he's bleeding. Moxley hammers away at the open wound, hits another paradigm shift, but Brody kicks out. So Moxley just transitions into a rear naked choke, and Brody fades away, passes out, and the ref rings the bell. So Mox has retained his title. Mo clean. Moxley has retained his title clean in um, possibly his bet one. Uh, you know, possibly is one of the better pay per view matches he's had in AEW. Um, he's worked. He's yeah. worked them all. You know, and they've. Uh, you know, I think this is one of the better ones. You know, this balls to the wall brawl, if I may say. The best Brody Lee match. For certainly, sure, well. certainly. <laughs> he I mean, had well, much, hell, one of the best Brody Lee matches, or that man's matches that we've seen in years. In the past few years, yeah. probably. Uh, yeah, great spot. Loved that stage breaking thing. That was fun. Uh, and unlike unlike you know the way La you know Lance Archer losing earlier in the night, this uh, Brody Lee losing is is like a disputable loss, right? Because he never quit. The, the ref yeah, the ref never out. gave the three count. He just his body gave out on him, right? Maybe that's uh yeah yeah. And he didn't even try to cheat. There was no dark order. Nothing. There was, was no dark was... order. It was very honorable, like he said it was going to be. And um, yeah, the you know uh what so what's next? You know, let's move on with the world title picture. Yeah, well, we know who's got a shot coming up is the Cage Man. So. <laughs> the Cage Man, <laughs> as I'm calling. I like that because I, I feel I, he's another one of the guys. I'm gonna say the wrong first name. I'm gonna say Luke Cage. I'm gonna say Johnny. You're Cage. always gonna say different cages, right? Yeah, yeah, because it's a con. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I know it's Brian Cage. But uh, yeah, Mox, good retain, good titles defense. Of course, yeah. Uh, let's get but, on. Let's move on to the main event though, because it's main event time. It's time yes we've been we've been excited for this it's the big stadium stampede match inner circles taking on the elite uh we get the grand entrances uh inner circles 
the whole football thing. They're running out of the tunnel, the smoke, Fantastic. fire. Fantastic. They each have their own jerseys. They're wearing like the football pants that come down to your knees. Pants. Yeah. Some of them got helmets on. Uh, in a very in a very black and red <laughs> dark. Uh, sorry, inner circle esque. Uh, Ottawa red blacks. Yeah. So, you know, it was. Yeah. It had a, it had the football look, which just fucking mm-hmm. sold it immediately. Yeah, and then the elite, they make their entrance. Uh, they're just kind of dressed up normal. Or, well, it was the four of them, the Bucks, Omega, and Hardy. Hangman's nowhere to be found. So the whistle blows, and the match starts. Both men, both teams just come running down the field. They meet at the 50-yard line. Everyone's which, which is where the ring is set up. There's a ring set which up is where the ring. on the, yeah. <laughs> the center of, <laughs> they do use it a little bit. <laughs> of the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars' home stadium, by the way. Yeah. Uh, of course, and we have the ja- we've been in the, last, in the last few weeks on Dynamite 2, we've had the Jaguars' cheerleaders kind of yeah they're there they're also providing a noise. part of what's happening and uh they were a part of this match also yeah they were cheering they were reacting to spots so we had uh, yeah trash cans brooms uh and then finally hangman comes out onto the field he's on his horse and then sammy Guevara sees him he's like oh no. shit <laughs> this is the new thing sammy just getting chased and we love it yeah so hangman just starts galloping after him they go backstage so, yeah, there, there, uh, there's a clip late. There's a clip <laughs> later on of uh, Adam Page on his horse, just like slowly walking around, just looking the around corridors, <laughs> looking for Sammy Guevara, and that was and Jr. Was like, oh, okay, well, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll see what's happening over there. Yeah, we'll get back, back to that. Then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, okay. Yeah. So then we cut back to the ring, uh, and then we get some normal wrestling for a bit. They actually use the ring, mm-hmm. and yeah, Sammy Guevara does come back out here. So Hangman's lost, but uh, yeah, Sammy, they're all fighting. Uh, they fight down to one of the end zones where Matt Jackson grabs a ladder, climbs onto the field goal post, and hits a huge moonsault to the ground. He's already got broken ribs. He's a crazy man. <laughs> no, that, was a co- that, was, ribs, that, was- that was another injury from that week's dynamite that we didn't. Mention. Oh, really? He, he legitimately hurt his. He broke ribs. a rib. Matt Jackson. Oh shit. Either broke, Mars bruised, bruised, cracked. Oh, shit. But uh, yeah, huge moonsault, and then the fight starts breaking off into little groups here. So uh, yeah, we cut to Hangman. He's still looking for Sammy. So he parks his horse, and then he goes to hit up the lobby bar. <laughs> uh, and then we find Santana and Ortiz. They're fighting with Kenny and Matt. They throw salt in Kenny eyes, uh, hit a double powerbomb on him to take him out through the barricade. And then they toss Matt into this little pool and they start trying to drown him. But this this is the lake of reincarnation. So Matt just comes back up. He's the Matt Hardy version one. And we get the little Matt facts on the screen. And yeah, they, they dunk him under again. They keep trying to drown him, but he's just like smiling under the water and transforming. <laughs> he keeps coming up as someone new. <laughs> yeah, so he finally comes back, his broken Matt. Tosses them both through a table. Uh, he rings a giant bell on Ortiz's head, <laughs> fucks him up, and then he just tapes him into a wheelchair. And then him and Santana fight towards an ice box, and then Hardy gets revenge for the street fight, this time tossing Santana into the ice box, and he locks he him in. He locks him in there. And then uh, we go backstage again where Jake Hager, he sees Hangman's horse parked, so he goes into the bar, sits down next to Paige, says, I knew you. I'd find you hiding in here. So Paige just opens a bottle, says, did you come here to fight or you come here to drink? <laughs> and he pours one and slides it over to him. They both knock back a quick swig and then they just start swinging. We get some yeah, pool table bumps. Uh, Hager does the old drag Paige across the bar. Yeah, knocking, knocking all the, all shit the over. glassware over. <laughs> We've seen it from countless movies. The classic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, gut wrench powerbomb through a table. Uh, so then Kenny Omega arrives on the scene to help his partner out. And the two of them just proceed to smash no less than five bottles on Hager's head. <laughs> Did you count? <laughs> yes. 
It was good. Each one staggering him a bit more. And uh, so Kenny hits a V-trigger. Hangman hits the buckshot lariat, knocking him over the bar. And then the two of them go over to the bar. Hangman pours a glass of milk. Kenny pours some whiskey. And then they exchange drinks. <laughs> so friendship. Good friendship. Yes, of there. course. And then back on the field, uh, Matt Jackson. He starts doing his local motion Northern Lights suplex on Sammy Guevara on one end zone. And then we just keep cutting back and forth. He goes all the way up the field from one end zone to the other. <laughs> and then he celebrates with a touchdown dance. But the ref gives him a flag for excessive celebration. <laughs> Unsportsmanlike. Unsportsmanlike. So Jackson says, fuck you, and just super kicks him out. <laughs> uh, and then we go to Chris Jericho fighting with Nick, where he throws him into the Jaguar's head. And then the Jackson Jaguar mascot, he gets mad. He wants to pick a fight with Jericho. So Jericho just lays him out with the Judas effect. And then my favorite moment of the whole match, Jericho goes over, picks up a pylon, and just puts it on his head and goes, <laughs> as he looks into the camera like the Wicked Witch of the West. He just looked. He knew it was damn funny when he was doing it. And JR is even like, oh, good Lord. But, yeah, that's my new favorite spot. New favorite, eh? Uh, so after, he was, he was having too much fun being the witch, so he gets super kicked right into the kicker's net. Uh, and then Jericho, but Jericho gets a hold of Floyd the Bat, and he just starts beating Nick with it. Goes for the pin, but Nick Jackson kicks out it too. So Jericho starts arguing, arguing with Aubrey Edwards. He's saying, that was three! And she's like, no, he says, I'm challenging the play. So Aubrey's like, you're challenging? So they go to the replay. Let's go to the replay. Aubrey goes over to the little replay tent to review the footage. Uh, and she concludes, it's a two. The call on the field stands. So the feud continues. You're a shitty referee. Yeah, that that was my uh, that was my favorite part of the that was my favorite part of the match. Them challenging the yeah. play and like taking a second to be like, oh, Jr's like, oh, it seems like we have a challenge on the field. Yeah, we got a challenge here, folks. And, uh, they did show the replay. Possibly it wasn't the too. first ever live challenge to a pin <laughs> in professional wrestling. You know, oftentimes when the challenges happen, it'll be like the next show on pay per view, or then you know the next show on television will be like, oh, see, yeah. my my shoulders weren't down or whatever. Yeah, this was yeah, this was live. This was real. <laughs> Uh, so Jericho, that distracts him a little bit. So the Jacksons hit him. They set Jericho up on the table. Nick just starts running down from the stands, hits a huge dive, uh, breaks in through the table. And then when he's down on the ground, Hangman just comes walking in with a little chalk line marker, just runs right over Jericho, drawing a vertical <laughs> line right down him. And then uh, Sammy Guevara's still knocked out. And then the sprinklers start going off on the field, waking him up. He thinks he's won. He thinks he's the last man standing. So he's just celebrating. But then he hears the revving of an engine in the distance. And he turns around to his worst nightmare as Kenny and Matt are back in the golf cart again. He's just like, oh, shit. He starts running. Kenny points at him. They're driving. They're chasing him down. Sammy jumps over the wall into the stands. He escapes being run over. So the elite, they go in after him. They're, they're fighting up the seats up to this big balcony. Um, and then a black drone flies in. This is Neil One. So Vanguard one's successor, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, it stands for something, Neo, I forget. Uh, but anyways, they're fighting up. They're on this big balcony. Kenny hits Sammy, sets him up, or he hits a big V-trigger, and then he picks him up on his shoulders for this huge one-winged angel off the balcony through this fucking structure below. Crazy spot. Biggest one-winged angel you'll ever see. And Kenny covers Sammy and gets the three. A well-fought victory after an amazing match. After an amazing Dude, match. that one-winged angel. Yeah, that was like a fucking 30-foot drop. You think so? Um, yeah, I guess that was pretty big. I don't know, maybe 25. Oh, no, it was big. big. It was big. Uh, it was safe. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 
amazing match. And then after, of course, they give Kenny the old Gatorade shower and celebration. And the five men pose together in the end zone as fireworks go off and we close out a great pay-per-view. As we close out a great pay-per-view with the fireworks on the Jumbotron <clears throat> and this, that, the other. Uh, there were some fresh points in this, too. You know, Jericho and the Bucks don't really have, uh, you know, they don't really work much together. Paige and Hager don't really work much together. So we saw a lot of new matchups in this, despite both of these teams going at each other for the past little while. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Every Everybody had their own little moments when they broke off into groups and... Yeah, just lots of good stuff. Yeah, this will be... Uh, do you know what? Is, is Meltzer reviewing shit again yet? Do we know? I don't know. I don't know. Because I feel like but, this card was... Uh, like, it's enough that he, he needs to start reviewing it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't see why you know, not. I mean, there was still small crowd there. There was a there small stuff, crowd so. there. I mean, certainly Mania, I understand. But this, especially the match, like, you know, like this main event that we just had, it's sort of like you could put this on any card and it would be wild. Right, fans are no fans yeah. are no fans. Uh, this is a match that could probably happen because they have the infrastructure to do it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what uh, Uncle Dave's gonna do. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But um, yeah. Either way, this was a lot of fun. I'm sure there's a lot of people who hate it. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who don't who wouldn't have liked this though. You know, and that's well, that's only like old exactly like the old Jim Cornette esque uh, <laughs> killing the business kind of thing yeah. uh but this was the most fun i've had watching a wrestling match since i mean the bray wyatt cena match that was fun for different reasons yeah the boneyard match boneyard match was fun for different reasons uh but yeah this everything everything from yeah just hangman page on his horse to uh matt hardy coming in and out as different people yeah like you said to chris jericho just the, the wicked witch the wicked witch they're leaning full <laughs> <laughs> leaning full into their uh the way he did he looks football. right in the camera and smiles yeah, yeah, he, kinda like, he knows how he funny like it is. arches his eyes too you know so yeah he he like, really he's go. fully trained <laughs> he goes into the full i hope face. he does that anytime he sees a pylon from now on he needs to do that he has to put it on his head and just go <laughs> yeah. the wicked witch and uh yeah this it's, this uh, delivered uh, this delivered everything that it could have yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfect show. Looking forward to the next. They said they're gonna. There's gonna be another fighter fest before All Out, but they didn't say any when. Or yes, when. I'm gonna. I think they said sometime. Yeah, like yeah. whenever. So maybe June, July. I'll get another AEW. And who knows? Is this the is this the end for the Inner Circle and Elite? Uh, stuff? Maybe I mean, for now. I mean, what we've been building it for yeah. a long we'll time now. We'll get back to the blood and guts match eventually. I mean, we, do, we do have that blood and guts thing, but that being said, though, you know, I mean, you could you could switch up the teams and yeah, we could, it would uh, be just uh, as yeah. exciting, I think. Or we could just come back to it six months from now. Let them cool off. Yeah, but uh, but every, but, uh, but everyone involved here uh, will be going elsewhere. Or, you know, we'll be moving on to different programs, that's for sure. Yeah, everyone still looks good. And that was the pay-per-view. Yeah, that great show was the pay per view. Let's keep rolling on here, Mike. Uh, which uh, you name the show, and we're gonna kick right into it. All right, let's go to the WWE stuff. We'll just do SmackDown. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Not as much happened on SmackDown. Not as much happening these days. Uh, but so, yeah. we do have to uh, be aware of everything because, as we know, the brand-to-brand -brand invitational only allows four? Yeah. Four opportunities. Four per year. Uh, four per year, per calendar year. 
Um, and of course, King Corbin's the only one who's actually used that uh, so far. So we do need to keep account to make sure that other people, because I think uh, Charlotte Flair's going to be on the show. Yes, she will be. But uh, they kick off with the dirt sheet, Miz and Morrison. Uh, just, yeah, taking digs at Braun Strowman. And the most important part you have to realize is the, uh, the debut of Dookie the Diaper Boy. The toilet paper monster with poop in his mouth. Yes. Uh, very, very important. Uh, this made Vince laugh a lot, that's, I, I was going to say, that's 100% for Vince. Uh, so, yeah, they did some rejected Firefly Funhouse puppets where Dookie the Diaper Boy, this toilet paper monster with poop literally coming out of his poop. mouth. He would open and it would make poop noises and a turd falls out. <laughs> and they had translations as he talked. It would be like... And it would say what he was saying. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> Not that we liked it, but uh, just had to point out the Vince, the Vinceism. It's a Vinceism. The Vinceism, yes. Uh, there was also the Shiloh, the Lonely Laundry last. She was there. Mm -hmm. But anyways, all this was there for was just to make Braun angry. So he comes out. Uh, he beats up Miz in a match, and then later they announce that it's going to be a handicap Universal Title match at Backlash: Miz Mo versus Braun Strowman. Two on one handicap. So that's all that. Two on one handicap. The team of two never wins. Never do. <laughs> no, I think I think we did do this. Except for Sami Zayn. That's right. Yeah, I was about right. to Sammy say. Zane I was about to say. I also I think there was like a trivia where we did look at this one time, and there was like yeah, there was every one or something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. I guess it has happened to Braun in the past. So. Mm -hmm. But uh, let's go. We got the Intercontinental Championship Tournament quarterfinal match here. Shinsuke Nakamura is taking on AJ Styles. And don't get out your invitational pen because this is not part of the invitation. Because, because AJ, Styles, AJ Styles has officially been traded to SmackDown. Fucking A. For future consideration. SmackDown? Yeah, future consideration. What the fuck? For cash and future considerations. You know what? Like, <laughs> A. Anywhere, a, it's his home. It's a, his he home. literally built the fucking house. I mean, SmackDown yeah. without AJ Styles feels weird. SmackDown with AJ Styles just feels so fucking good. Um, yeah, we love AJ. Oh, of course, the, uh, the, he's lost his. He's back on his own now. The club's gone, so that was more of the raw thing. Right? You know, so, and now he's back yeah. in the house that he built. Of course, uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm gonna say he has to be a top five merch guy, right? I'm sure he's up there, you know? and he's not even the baby face. And he's right not now. even he's, the I'm baby sure face, and he's 42. <laughs> Those gloves sell out at every show. I bet, yeah, I bet. And he has a lot of different different T-shirts. Yeah, all those shirts and uh, all, armbands, maybe. Of no. course, yeah, all sorts of stuff that makes him one of the top in the company. But we're getting a match with him and uh, Shinsuke. Yeah, you know, they have had uh, they had that nice feud a couple years ago. Um, yeah, so this was fine. Not quite as memorable as some of their bigger matches, but... Uh, Eventually, uh, yeah, they're, AJ hits the phenomenal forearm, gets the job done. So he will go to the semifinals to face a lie. He will go to the semifinals. And, Mike, you know, you said this you, you just before. You know, you said that they had, you know, the series of matches that uh, back in 2018, which still feels like such a such a missed opportunity with this overbooking, uh, the unnecessary. Yeah, I think Nakamura should have won one of those. Uh, the unnecessary amount of low blows. Especially because this was shortly <laughs> following, uh, there was the Shin when Jinder Mahal was the champion. Shinsuke was challenging for that yeah. for like two months straight. That was another blown. Shinsuke should have been. And a then champion they gave the once. belt to AJ, and then it was AJ and Shinsuke for months. And you were just like, holy yeah. shit! And you know, all things considered, this may have been one of their better matches under the WWE umbrella. Yeah, the wrestling was good. There was that one spot where he did like a one-armed Styles clash because his arm was hurt and stuff mm -hmm. like that. 
But yeah, you're gonna get you know when you when you let them wrestle, they're gonna have put out good. Of work. course. Uh, and then we go backstage. Bailey's talking to Sasha. Just says, you know, I don't want you out there tonight. I want to win on my own. So Charlotte can't talk shit. And we just go right into that match. We got Charlotte Flair taking on Bailey. And this is one of Charlotte's four. So I'll count that. Oh, it's, it's counted. We wrote it May 22nd, 2019. Is it 2019? Uh, no, it's 2020. It's not 2019. <laughs> but, Whoops. Uh, so, yeah, good match. Charlotte and Bailey, they know what they're doing. Good back and forth. Bailey kicks out of Charlotte's big boot, which has finished some women off before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Charlotte tries to roll Bailey up, but Bailey rolls through, covers Charlotte, and grabs onto the rope for leverage, and she gets the three to steal the win. Big win for Bailey. Big win for Bailey. You know what? I've said it once. I'll say it a million fucking times, Mike. I think you know what I'm about to say. Like this is this is this is Bailey's best match since her matches with Charlotte Flair last year. What is it about Charlotte Flair that everyone puts up their best matches against her? Uh, WWE lets them run. What is, you know? What is it? We had we had Ido Shirai with one of her best matches last week. We had Liv Morgan a couple weeks ago putting on one of her best showings ever. Bailey's best showing in a year now. Like for some reason, WWE keeps going back to Charlotte, and they keep fucking paying off. I gotta say it. Ah, uh, well, I'm just happy Bailey won. I'll say. That. Well, of course, no, yeah, you know, we'll go. No, ba- <laughs> Bailey goes over. This wasn't a championship. Uh, Opportunity. It was the biggest win she's had in basically a year. It was the biggest win. The biggest win she's had with this title since she won it from Charlotte. You know, I mean, it's like something about her. Something about it. She didn't even fight at WrestleMania, did she? Um, yeah, it wasn't it. It was Tamina uh, the four four five way. It was a fatal four way. I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that one was actually not bad too. Um, Um, Lacey Evans, Sasha, and someone. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Um, and then, yeah, Sonya Deville and Dolph Ziggler. We got that mixed tag match against Mandy and Otis. Uh, Mandy had some new gear. Little Daisy Dukes denim vest match with Otis. A little, little, little new look. Yeah, yeah. Gotta, gotta be yeah. in sync out there. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, the match was fine. They're going back and forth. Sonya Deville and Mandy are alone in the ring. Sonya hits a huge kick to the back of Mandy's neck and gets the win for her and Ziggler. So Sonya continues to look good. We, we're digging it. Yes, we uh, we'll get we'll probably get this again at Backlash. Yeah, they'll, they'll they gotta have some sort of paper. Well, and that's thing because I mean the money the money like w- the money is gonna be the Mandy Rose Sony Deville kind of final showdown between those two. Yeah. Uh, you know yeah. which which is a genuinely high profile match. Um. Yeah, this story has been building for like six months. Yes. Since Otis and Ziggler entered the picture. Yeah, it really has been, and uh, it was like before Christmas. It is funny, yeah, using the male superstars to bring up the women, and then there will be a time where the two guys will step aside, and then let the rest of the story play out, right? Uh, yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fine. Uh, then we go to the main event. Jeff Hardy's taking on Sheamus in the final first round match of the Intercontinental Tournament. Uh, yeah, so we've been building this for like a month now. Sheamus dominates early on with his brute strength, but, uh, you know, Jeff Hardy's got that heart, so he fights back, avoids the broke kick. Sheamus picks him up for a white noise, but Hardy rolls through into a pin on Sheamus and gets the three. So Jeff Hardy moves on to face Daniel Bryan in the semifinals, which that's going to be a fun match. Don't know if they've ever... If they've ever crossed paths or something significant who knows you know i mean yeah. uh yeah this was fine work for jeff hardy i uh i think i may have preferred his match with cesaro at money in the bank a yeah. little bit better 
yeah, there was more going on there. But uh, yeah, Jeff, you know, the push. They're pushing him. His last little run here. Who knows? He could win the whole tournament. Well, yeah. So what's the rest of the bracket? Uh, what's the rest of this bracket look like? So we have Daniel Bryan and Jeff Hardy and then AJ Styles and Elias. Yeah. Uh, the, as our, they're all pretty good. All pretty good names. There. Se- I mean, Elias, I expect the least to win as our semifinals. But yeah, coming out of this Daniel Bryan Jeff Hardy match, really anyone's game. Yeah, really anyone's so, game. Uh, yeah, that, and that's a that's a fresh match I've never seen. Yeah, neither have I. <laughs> but that was SmackDown. That was everything important. That was all the important stuff, really. I don't think no hacker. I don't think there was a hacker. Thing. No hacker this week. Yeah, nothing. Uh, nothing and which they need to make happen soon because we're gonna forget about it. We're going to forget about it. Yeah, I don't want to forget uh, about it. Should we just roll into Monday Night Raw We're rolling, baby. Like like Limb Biscuit. Like uh, Darby Allen on a skateboard. skateboard. Or like anyone on a skateboard, really. Or like anyone. (laughs) Anything with wheels. Like anybody with anything with wheels. (laughs) We're rolling on on to um, uh, Monday Night Live. Let's get Wait, Monday what Night did I Live. Call? Oh my god! <laughs> what the, what, it was funny. What's the, what's it was the, funny. <laughs> Monday Night Live, Raw, yeah. live, perfect. Raw, yeah, yeah. We're here. It's Monday Night Raw. We open up with the Kevin Owens show, and look at this. We have a crowd. We got wrestlers from NXT. They're spread out. Uh, we got some plastic windows. It's like a hockey game in front. Yes, a little. Uh, it's not even that. It doesn't even look that bad with the little clear. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. looked a, so the, it looked a little forced. I mean, uh, forced, AEW's but, doing it, and they've been doing it for you know the past month now. It just feels way more natural, where everybody's standing, you know, eight feet apart doesn't feel at all natural. I don't know. This was good though. I liked mm-hmm. it. Okay, right on. They made they made some noise. Of course, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, it, any modicum of noise is better than zero. <laughs> yes, and uh, you know, this was the official raw debut of. Shotzi Sweetheart, she was there wearing a Becky Lynch. You mean Shotzi Blackheart? No, I know what I said. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She was there wearing a Becky Lynch shirt. Um, Jessamyn Duke was there, and Kevin Owens points her out because she's wearing an Owens shirt. Oh, good for her. First time we've seen her in a long time. Yeah, Jessamyn Duke. You know, we're hard on the goons, but we want them. I don't think we're hard on the goons. We haven't seen them in a long time. We used to. Fact that we call them the goons, but I think that's what you would call anybody. It's like it's either like we could have called them the la- <laughs> no, I we could have called them the lackeys. I don't think we were disrespecting yeah. them. I, I think we I were was. just oh why? <laughs> they're they're not they weren't very why good in you, the ring. Why would you remember the arm tickler? The arm tickler? The arm tickler? The, so. the midget tickler? I mean, her long arms. Oh yeah, no, she's she's <laughs> uh, she's very very lanky. No, this, Mike, this is I think anytime right, <laughs> anytime. You're always the one making fun of people. I think I'm. No. I think I'm a little, uh, a little more reserved, or you know, I'm calling them the goons, but it's not because I'm making fun. You're calling the goons I because just you're poking fun. I call the woman Shotzi sweetheart. Well, yeah, but we're talking about the goons on the. I could pick my favorites. I okay, pick my okay, okay. Uh, but anyways, Kevin Owens is out here. He's talking about stuff. Uh, yeah, big bad Nia Jax and Charlotte. Uh, yeah, he's talking about the women, Charlotte, Nia, Natalia. We're going to get that match tonight, so they all come out. They start talking. Uh, yeah, Natalia apologizes to Owens for freaking out, messing up his set last week. Anyways, the three women, they brawl. We're going to get shit later. Mm-hmm. 
And then we get the preview for Edge vs. Orton, where, yeah, let's talk about it, because they're calling it the greatest wrestling match ever. Why? I don't know why. I don't understand this branding. I like I mean, I'm not saying that it couldn't be. I'm not saying that. I mean, it's something that's in the future. We don't know. <laughs> this could very well... Yeah, it, I mean, yeah. This could very could be well be the, best, the greatest wrestling match ever, but... Just, but yeah, why even, why even put brand it like that? Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. That's something you say after. Especially because that Snickers logo is right underneath it. <laughs> so it, yeah. I just, you know, it looks goofy. Because I'm like, greatest wrestling match ever by even, Snickers. Yeah, there's not even anything special about yeah. it. Yeah. Like when they, call, when they called it the greatest Royal Rumble, I could understand. Because you're like 50 people, yeah. I get it. But the greatest wrestling match ever, I'm like, oh, what's going to make this? It's just a one-on-one match. What's going to yeah. make this better than, you know, anything else? I, I really, so. really, really <laughs> yeah. don't know. Terrible tagline. It's so odd. Yeah, fuck. It doesn't make sense. But anyways, whatever. Whatever. We got a championship match. That United States championship, which I feel like hasn't been defended in a long time. No. Uh, Andrade, he's defending against Apollo Crews. He's back. So, yeah, we're ready. Of course, during the match, Selena Vega's jumping on the apron, causing shit. So, uh, but she ends up getting knocked off when Apollo avoids an attack. Uh, risky bump. She falls right on those high heel boots. That's a hard. Yeah, one. man. I mean, I don't know how the I don't know how I don't know how women walk around in heels, anyways. Let alone take yeah. a bump and let alone fucking fall. land on it. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so she's hurt. Andrade's tending to her until the medical staff come out. Uh, and then back in the ring, they're going back and forth until Cruz hits a big military press, follows it up with a standing moonsault and a standing shooting star press, and that gets him the three, and he wins. His first ever title, the United States Championship. And new. And, and new. new. Well, that's implied. <laughs> yes, his first ever new United States Championship. Good for him. Good guy. Uh, and he actually had a little crowd here to make some noise for his celebration. Of course. So it's sounded uh, good. Of yeah, course. You know, a great had... match between these two motherfuckers. Uh, God, I feel like Apollo Crews has just been on the roster forever, I bet. And Yeah, he got called up like three years ago, and this is the first thing he's accomplished mm-hmm. yes and like you said having the voices <laughs> around there makes it a little more special yeah it was nice and uh yeah the vagabonds they've been uh picking up some losses here. yeah after after picking up a lot of steam yeah this it, this sounds like just fifth classic 50 50 booking of the vagabonds <laughs> on this one yeah but let's go on here uh backstage seth rollins has ray mysterio's mask from that attack on his eyeball a few weeks ago mm-hmm. Cuts a promo saying Ray was a sacrifice, and in the time of need, he fulfilled his duty to the greater good. So, uh, yeah, he's he's all in on this now, and yeah, he talks about his new disciples, Theory and Murphy, and all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But let's get to the great stuff, <laughs> because up next, we got the Iconics coming out. Uh, Peyton, she wants to apologize to Billy again for costing them their title match. But Billy says, no, no, I'm the one that needs to be sorry. I got caught up in my emotions when I slapped you. And it makes me stick to my stomach that I hurt you because I don't want anything between us. We've come so far together. So Peyton agrees. She thanks her. We grew up together. We signed our contracts together. We won the tag titles at WrestleMania together. And we never even had an opportunity to defend our titles. We were overlooked. Had our opportunities stripped and thrown into the trash. We should still be the women's tag team champions. I agree. She was preaching right to me, baby. Uh, and even some of the crowd was cheering what they said, even though they're supposed to be heels. They were getting over here. 
Uh, and over our dead bodies is some crazy lady and the office's favorite blonde. That's not Charlotte. Gonna get their titles or whatever. Hold their titles over their heads. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, Bliss Cross, they come out. They give their little rebuttal. Alexis says, you had your opportunity. You blew it. And then Nikki goes to speak, and they just say, shut up and be grateful to even be here. <laughs> and this fires up Nikki Cross, and she gives one of the best promos she's ever had. Talking about, yeah, coming from Scotland, having nothing, and you two always had each other. I had no one. And But then Lexi came along and gave me respect, and we're the woman's tag champs because Lexi helps me from being crazy. She keeps me focused. And you know what? I'd like to think I taught her a little something about friendship. And I can't name anything more iconic than that. And Alexa just gives this genuine heartwarming smile to Nikki. And it's true. A year ago, Alexa was just a top heel. And now she's a sweetheart because of Nikki. <laughs> and that was a great promo. Crowd was going nuts for Nikki. I loved it. And Iconics were pissed off. So they just nailed them. They start swinging. They leave them laid out. And they hold up the tag titles. So hopefully that's what happens for real at Backlash. Of course. Backlash. Because if you know, if we were to ask us this question after last week's results, I mean, fuck. This, this women's tag division can't get any smaller. It can't afford to get any smaller. We need uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay here. Um, and it was, this was a fantastic segment for the Iconics um, and Nikki Cross. You know, someone like, Nikki someone Cross, like Alexa yeah. Bliss who's had so much success on the main roster. I, I've never seen Alexa Bliss involved in a segment where she talked so little. Yeah, the least of the anyone. Least of all, the least yeah, of all Nikki. four of those women out there. You know, like, it's great to see her tag on and take that step back and let the other three women really show what they have to offer, you know? And the Iconics and Nikki Cross, the, the, the th their interaction between the three of them seemed more passionate and aggressive than ever. It was excellent, yeah. That was the best promo I've ever seen from Nikki Cross. And the Iconics are always great at promo. Hey, of, of course, yeah. You know, fantastic on the <laughs> mic and... Um, just elevating those three women, uh, it was was great. It was just great booking. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we got MVP doing his little VIP lounge. But, uh, yeah, Drew McIntyre's having none of it. He just tosses over the futons. So Lashley comes out. Uh, Drew hits MVP with a Claymore. So uh, that'll lead to some shit later. Of course. <laughs> but, yeah, MVP, though, he's, uh, yeah, uh, he's a good talker. Still there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Kevin Owens takes on Angel Garza, but Garza attacks Owens during his entrance, so he's working over that leg, beating him up. Uh, later on in the match, the leg gives out on Owens, so Garza hits the wing clipper and gets the victory. One of the biggest of his career. Yeah, you know, w this happens sometimes on the main roster where it's like WWE puts everyone's name in a hat. And then, and and some, and they'll just pull out two names. And sometimes the match works, and sometimes the match doesn't. And uh, this was another one of those opportunities, or one of those examples of just when it works. You know, I mean, Garza and Owens have what zero history together, uh, but they have great chemistry as professional wrestlers, and were able to put on something that, although seems random, ended up being real good. Yeah, and the Vegabonds get a much needed win for their group. Of course, with Garza. Mm -hmm. But then the battle of the sports continues. Uh, the series is tied one-to-one. -one. <laughs> so we got the Viking Raiders taking on Street Profits and a round of golf. So we start off. They all got their nice golf, it's, golf outfits on. Uh, the Vikings got a cooler full of meat with them. Of course. Uh, so, of course, uh, yeah, Street Profits, they're hitting great shots. Uh, Vikings, they don't know what they're doing. They're tossing the clubs around like spears. <laughs> they don't know the rules. Uh, so they're just, yeah, chopping the ball around, fucking up the course. Montez Ford hits a happy Gilmore shot. 
banking off like 20 things into the hole. Uh, yeah, so yeah, just a bunch of silly stuff going on there. They're breaking stuff. The, the He jumps into the golf cart. The tires blow out. So the marshal has had enough of their bullshit. Uh, there's turkey legs all over the course. You guys are out of here. So they go over to uh, the Lost Caverns Adventure Golf to, uh, to pick up their game. So a little mini putt in Florida that I think I actually went to as a kid. Oh, no way. This one, yeah. So anyways, uh, Street Profits, they're sinking their shots. The Vikings are all over the place. Uh, they get in trouble again as the big lady mini golf marshal tells them to stop. But then she says, you know what? I'm going to let you finish because you're cute and you not so much. So same joke as last week. Uh, we finally get to the 18th hall. Ivar has to make a putt so they can finish the game, which he does, and we get the final score. Viking Raiders, 144 to Street Profits, 28. So, of course, the Vikings think that the high score is good, and they celebrate with Street Profits saying, nah, man, low score wins in golf. So the, the Street Profits are up 2-1 to one in the Anything You Can Do, We Can Do Better series. So Yeah, this was, uh, for me, this was the weakest of the three... Um, what, I, what I find really weird about these things, and I love, I love pe- people trying new things. I, I can't stress that enough, that that's fantastic, and I'll, I, I always support it. But it's odd to, th- I, I find it's odd to throw the Viking Raiders, tough guys, uh, for the past however long they've been on the roster. And now we're like trying to like delve into their like lighthearted character side, which I find is weird because the, the Viking Raiders, in, up until now in WWE, have kind of been booked as personality-less tough guys uh yeah. where you know i'm sure and i'm sure it has worked before mike i'm sure you i'm sure we could look back on the history of professional wrestling and find tough characters who were shown lightheartedly um but it's really changed the aura of these viking raiders now i feel like they're going to come back to the ring and it's like oh i'm not i, I i'm not scared as of you guys as brick houses anymore because yeah. you, i saw you guys on a mini putt course and it kind of devalues the toughness Maybe they saw the success that Otis is having, and they're like, "Oh, we can have a little silly, maybe you know, but, turkey leg eating uh, uh, group." <laughs> certainly, you know, <laughs> not that I agree with machinery it. coming in as those faces really lets, or you know, coming in as those exp- very expression, uh, you know, expression full, if that's even a word. Team, yeah, that's true. You know, it's like, oh, that's part of their thing. They're funny. They lift weights. They eat food. Viking Raiders coming in <laughs> as, I mean, what they had two months straight of beating jobbers. Yeah. And now suddenly it's like, oh, no, wait, those guys who ran through competition for two months. No, they're actually really funny now. Yeah, they don't. So who's the champion? There's one of these two teams, the champ. Street. Okay, there you go. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Doesn't mean much. Um, Then we go Umberto Carrillo and Alistair Black taking on Austin Theory and Murphy. Uh, Quick match. Theory hits the ATL on Carrillo to get the win for him and Murphy. And then afterwards, Seth comes out, starts directing his disciples to continue the attack. And they have Carrillo ready to jam his eye into the steel steps. But Black has a chair. So Seth says, everyone listen! And he just kind of gets everyone to back off. And says to saying, Ray was sacrificed for the greater good. So don't make it in vain. So Black tosses the chair away. And they, they don't sacrifice Carrillo. They do not but, uh, sacrifice yeah. him. Uh, Seth Rollins, you know, still on this, ki- this killer... This mean, crazy Seth? I'm this killer it. streak recently um, from the... Charlie Manson. From guy. the Monday Night Messiah. Uh, yeah, better, just great stuff every single week. Getting better. Yeah, and they're selling. Ray hasn't been around, so they're selling that eye injury. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, and then backstage, the Vikings and Street Profits are still bickering. So they say, Vikings, you choose the next sport. 
and they choose bowling for next week. Yeah, and so, you know what? It's going to be more of the same. Uh, it's going to be the we're same We're going to get two, yeah. two, at least Even two less, more of these. Do, They'll you, have to do best of five. Yeah. They can't leave it like two and two. <laughs> no, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, it'll be the same shit. Vikings will throw the balls all over the place. And stupid stuff. Uh, but then the MVP walks up with Lashley, and he's like, look at this. Look at this. Waste of talent. Talking about the Street Profits. And they draw back, so he challenges them to a tag match. And that'll be your main event. That'll be the main event. But we got triple threat, women's action, Charlotte taking on Nia Jax. So is, is, this, is this a brand-to-brand moment? No, because she's still part of Raw for some hmm, reason. Okay. Okay, I'm, I'm deleting it from the, uh, from the records. Uh, She's a Raw member, but she's NXT champion. I don't care. Okay, it. okay. So really, only when she shows up on SmackDown is she not allowed. I feel as yeah, though that's the, now. okay, those are the rules. Okay, great. But uh, so triple threat match here. Winner gets to face Asuka for her belt at Backlash. So uh, the two blondes, they work together, excuse me, They uh, to take out Nia. They hit a double powerbomb through the announce table. But she comes back later, unfortunately. And uh, But no, the match itself was pretty good. Charlotte has Natty locked in the figure four, but then Nia hits a leg drop on Charlotte, picks up Natalia, hits a Samoan drop, and gets the win. So Nia Jax is getting that title shot. And Asuka better kick her ass. And I'm sure she, I don't think we saw Asuka this week. Um, it was also weird to see Natalia in this match instead of Shayna Baszler. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess if Jax is getting the win, you know, she couldn't. She can't pin Shayna. She can't pin Charlotte. I guess that's really our only reason for her to be in this match. I guess but I so, think yeah. the the uh, the opposite of that would just be, hey, maybe we don't push Nia Jax. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Odd, odd odd booking <laughs> odd booking in this women's division. Uh, I don't know the past little while. I guess. Yeah, hopefully that's just. A yeah, nice I guess they're trying little... to find their footing again after you know Becky Lynch's uh, you know departure and moving the title over to Asuka. Take a couple more weeks to find their footing, and then hopefully after Backlash we can kind of get back on our regularly scheduled program. Yeah, yeah this can just be a nice, nice, easy title defense for of course. Asuka. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, and then our truth does a quick promo on the Gronk because mm-hmm. he finally learned that he's the twenty four seven champion. Mm-hmm. And then Gronkowski cuts a promo in return. If you want to come after my title, bring it on. It stays with me. So, yeah, hopefully it does make its way to the NFL. There's nothing else to do with it. It right could. Now. I mean, yeah. Or just like, yeah, bring it back. Who the hell knows? I mean, I don't even know what the word is on football coming back. I think it's... I think it's normal schedule. Maybe well, not I mean, of fans, course, well, everything's... Well, I mean, I think, I think one of the problems with football coming back is that you need 60 players on a team. So, like, regardless of anything, you'll need at least 100 players, probably 20, at least 40, maybe coaching staff. Like, to make a game of football happen, you need 200 people. So yeah, it's like it's how do they make that work? And I mean, I you know the uh, NBA is exploring options of isolating players at Disney World, um, <laughs> which is like apparently pretty close to happening or um you know at least yeah uh so it'll be it'll be a lot more difficult we'll see if this ever comes back but you might as well bring it back i'm sure he is the longest uh, reigning is he has has he beaten out that other guy whoever that other guy's name is yeah riddick moss who has disappeared i guess he yeah he beat him out okay cool anyways main event street profits taking on lashley and mvp uh yeah match was okay montez ford was a star flying all around he hits his big frog splash on mvp He's got the match one, but then lastly just comes in and locks on the full Nelson. 
doesn't break the hold, so the ref has to DQ him. And then uh, Drew McIntyre comes out, and he brawls with Lashley until they get separated by a bunch of guys to end the show. Yeah, you know, um, but, you know, just book, booking that match to Backlash. We're still a little bit away from that, I think. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe after this, Lashley and MVP, a little, little tag team run because they're doing a fine job. Wor- oh, my God, excuse me. They're doing a fine job just working together a little bit. Yeah. I'm like an MVP. I like him on the mic. I like that he's like recruiting other people as well. He's doing things. Yeah, just yeah, just changing it up a little bit is uh, what we love to see. Yeah, and that uh, was your Monday Night Raw. That was Monday Night Raw. Another uh, another show with uh, you know. Next week we'll have probably more people standing ringside and uh, probably more and more as they go. The, the the people standing ringside will also get more used to it. Uh, it always feels like at the AEW shows, like they're genuinely cheering, where maybe at this show it felt like maybe they're cheering because Vince is telling them to cheer. <laughs> you know, it feels... Uh, well, not during the iconic. Cer- yeah, cer- certainly, yeah. It feels a little bit maybe less authentic, but they'll they'll work out those kinks as we go, and next week I'm sure we'll be a better product because of it. Mm-hmm. Mike, I think it's about time we take a quick break. Take a quick break. Take a quick break, and we'll uh, be back um, with AEW and NXT. Yes, no trivia. We're too busy. We're too busy for trivia, so you're going to stick around, and we got the Wednesday Night Wars for you. Welcome back to the show here, folks. The second half of the show, the second half of the Shoot Brothers podcast. Thanks for sticking it out through the break. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you know, in the second half of our show, we usually have our Wednesday Night Wars, which we got coming up. And uh, I got to say for you folks home, though, no trivia this week. Uh, we have a uh, with double or nothing, of course, which we, we knew was going to take up so much of our time um, in a good way. I'm going to say that like it's, uh, like right. it's taxing. No, no. I had so much fun watching that show. Uh, you know, I, I ha- we have what in the industry is known as a, a hard out. Uh, which is a term, <laughs> an interview for celebs term used to mean that they, whatever we do whatever you want, but by a certain time you gotta get out. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm the one with the heart out this week, Mike, because I've got a tea time uh, coming mm. up later. I mean, I know we're seeing a bit of rain right now. Some, some scones and tea. You're gonna go meet for some- exactly, exactly. I'm just gonna start spilling the tea, baby. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's of course what scones I mean by tea, tea. time. Uh, I'm spilling the tea. All over the place. That's a reference from a show that I've never seen before. I don't know what show I you're I think it's about. a uh, drag race uh, term. I think spilling uh. the tea <laughs> means gossiping. Now, okay. don't quote me on this, uh, white women of the internet, because I don't know the answer. But what I do know is that we can keep going on with this uh, Wednesday Night War. And although, we, yeah, we just had the pay-per-view. We just had Double or Nothing on Saturday. So we know the shows before and after pay-per-views are always going to be great. So let's kick off the second half of the show with a little bit of AEW. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. Too sweet, dynamite. <laughs> yes. Uh, we are... Yeah, yeah. All, all the fallout from that. Of course, we're gonna see Cody Rhodes as TNT champion. Um, we were told that we're gonna be hearing from B- Britt Baker about oh, yeah. uh, about her current situation and her condition. Uh, but we actually kick off the show with a match. We kick off a show, uh, or we kick off the show with a match between Joey Janela and Private Party taking on Matt Hardy and the Young Bucks. 
Yeah, and uh, Matt, before the match, transforms into a very young version of himself with this old outfit here. This was like even before the Hardys were big, like jobbers. This was, uh, yeah, actually, it's like little for, purple outfit for moments thing. in this match, I couldn't tell who was who. I think there was a point. That, <laughs> Matt looked good, and I was like, though. I like how he I, and it was kind of like, like, wait, when did Matt Hardy get here? And then it was like, I was asking myself <laughs> these questions. Exactly. Um, yeah. He ties his hair back. He even had different music. And he had uh, the elite uh, headband also under his thing. Yeah. And they've all yeah. got beards. And we, I, He even wrestles. I, wrestles a little bit. And different. we haven't seen the Young Bucks uh, together in months now. So uh, Not like this. We yeah. get this, uh, this little tag. Yeah. Hardy, at one point, he had a nice moonsault onto all three men mm -hmm. at once laid out. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, good back and forth match. Uh, eventually, uh, the Bucks, they hit the more bang for your buck and they get the wins with Hardy. And then, uh, yeah, Mark Quinn hurt his knee at one point in the you match. Think it so it looks like a real injury. That was a fake. I think that one, was, think fake, that one was fake. So we're reversed on this one. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Cause I was saying like, he was talking to too many people. Like Matt Hardy came well, and whispered in his ear and I saw at one point, like the ref took out his earpiece and I was like, oh shit, this seems a little... Who knows? We're on opposite we are, ends. We are on opposite ends. Well, so, yeah, here's why I think it was mm -hmm. fake, because Matt helps him to the back, and then now this leaves uh, the Bucks at a disadvantage, so ah. Blitzer and Blade come into the That's ring, the and they start beating up the Bucks, uh, and they were dressed in like Mr. Clean outfits. Yeah, they, they were, were like all white, white with suspenders. <laughs> white pants, white shirt. cool. Normally they're wearing like leather. Hey man, that's, the, that's, yeah. the, that's the, you know, you're in Florida, baby. You know, you're wearing all yeah, white. Yeah, that's right. So they're, they're beating up the Bucks when all of a sudden, FTR! Formerly the Revival. That's not what FTR stands <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah, it is what it stands for, I think. <laughs> Isn't that good? I kind of... Uh, no, they're just going by FTR now. They show up. Uh, I forget their names. They have names. Cash as well Wheeler names. and Dax Harwood. Say that Thank you. four times fast. <laughs> so cl close to Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson. It's kind of like, yeah, like, they always like, or like they switched around the first letters of yeah, all the names. Like, the oh, okay, <laughs> well, what do we get? Uh, Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood make their way, uh, come in this like old school looking pickup truck in the same place where Cody came in with his pickup truck. So I really hope that this <laughs> entrance to the A. But they didn't knock down they a They didn't barricade. knock down they anything. Just... I really hope that this entrance to the AEW side is kind of like their equivalent of the performance center parking lot like it's sort of like this <laughs> gateway that facilitates yeah. matches uh if you want to yeah. if you want to start a match and you want to start a program with someone yeah don't come down the ramp you got exactly drive, you got to drive down the thing just like you got to attack them in the pc parking lot <laughs> uh, and of course yeah so they come rolling around and they come they're looking way they're looking way bigger than they did uh in their time in wwe i mean we didn't see them much in wwe to be all fair yeah Especially the last, you know, the while the rumors were going wild, we all kind of knew they were leaving. The rumors but, were going uh, dash wild, and nah, uh, <laughs> and uh, the rumors. I guess they're ninety. Did they have a ninety day compete clause? They must have. Uh, before I guess they did, but and uh, that's, that's over. over. So they're here. They get in the ring. They go over to the the young bucks. They look like they're gonna attack them, but then suddenly they turn around. They hit butcher and blade. Hit a big double spike pile driver, which you never would have seen them do in WWE. Never. But then they hit the Shatter Machine, which you did see. So that's still their finisher. Um, and then the FTR and the Bucks, they just stare each other down as FTR leaves. So, uh, yeah, nice little debut. Nice little debut. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, it's, it's so crazy that there's tag team action that's opening up a show. Super hot. Neither involving the number one contender to the yeah, or, or the, the or the actual or champs, right? It. It'll be interesting to see yeah. where uh, where FTR goes. I mean, FTR opening up their <laughs> AEW career in a program with the Young Bucks seems like the seems like the smartest choice, especially after all of the. <clears throat> I'm sure you've seen the various being the elite. Yeah. 
yeah. uh, the sky chirps. paint clouds and all yeah that. everything like uh, well the whole <laughs> fuck the revival came from being the elite came from those yeah. guys Wasn't it back like the bullet club days back as well? in the bullet club or days some- and you know and the other and FTR could never retaliate because they were employed by WWE. <laughs> yeah, they were stuck. And but. I'm sure they remember that they've been shit on by these guys for a long time. They'll yeah, remember that. That's, we're gonna get some. We're gonna get some good tag. Yeah, wrestling. we're just gonna get some good fucking tag wrestling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyone who watched NXT knows that the revival is actually very good. Or FTR. FTR. Good. Yeah. They had some five star matches in NXT. But uh, let's go to the debut. Brian Cage versus Lee Johnson. You know the deal. Quick well, squash with that awesome drill. And cloth. with John Moxley on commentary, even when the man comes, oh, yeah. even yeah, when the, the man comes in for to do commentary, he can't just walk in the normal way. Didn't he? Yeah, he came in. He, the came, side he did the old well. little side entrance <laughs> thing, but he he did the old Spike Lee. I can come in the players' entrance. <laughs> yeah, he's pulling a Spike Lee, trying to get in at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> uh, what do you mean I'm not allowed back in? <laughs> yeah, I've been coming in here twenty I've been years. For twenty years, you know, I'm the fucking champion. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like you said, uh, he gets that. Yeah, the drill claw. Is that what you were calling it? Yeah, awesome. Move. Fucking a. It's deadly. And <sighs> and yeah, and like and like you said earlier on the show, Double or Nothing, we are getting a Fighter Fest, and this match will be happening at Fighter Fest. Moxley yeah, so and tentatively, it's gotta be before September. Mm-hmm. So sometime in the summer. Nice little summer paper view. Uh yeah, and um I think uh and Taz and Taz jumped on the mic there too at the end and just kinda started hyping the match. Yeah, uh, yeah Taz is still he's still uh he's he's doing double duty. He can do some commentary and manage. Oh, does he do? He does dark. Does he do AEW dark? I think oh, so. Okay, interesting. And he, and he did a couple. Well, who knows? Yeah, I, I mean, maybe you know. I, don't know. I mean, and I and I fluid. don't watch dark the way I did when Me it neither. started. Um, yeah. Uh, but who knows? Maybe he's off commentary. There. <laughs> who the fuck knows? <laughs> I don't know. Either way, he's around. He did the pre-show at Double right. That is correct. But uh, anyways, uh, next we get the lovely Doctor Britt Baker. She gets rolled out on her wheelchair, which says "role model" with two L's on the Perfect. back. Perfect, great. She even got <laughs> pyro for she her. Pyro. Well, you're outside. Yeah. We can do a <laughs> pyro for her. Whatever the fuck we no, want. No, but I don't think she. I don't think she had it before, so that's nice. Oh, okay. Uh, and of course, her bitter rival Tony Schiavone's there to interview Britt. Uh, she's got her large notepad to present the rules of being a role model, and she's got Reba there with her to flip the pages. No, not Reba McIntyre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who was this Reba woman? <laughs> I don't know. She's been around before. I forget. Oh, you've seen her? She's I've never. Seen, I don't think I've seen her before. I've seen her, but I don't know. I think she can wrestle. Anyways, uh, here's the rules. Uh, don't hurt the role model. And she calls her injury last week con- a conspiracy. And she starts providing some evidence. She says, Statlander, you being an alien is a crock of shit. Conspirator. And Sheeta. You broke my nose. You're a fraudulent champion. You carry a weapon. Conspirator. And Nyla Rose, I've seen you come off the top ropes countless times with precision and grace. And you couldn't avoid landing on my fragile leg. Conspirator. So then she tells Reba to get the board. And she brings over this cork board with a bunch of strings connecting the The classic uh, conspiracy <laughs> theory guy, crazy yeah. person board. The red. Gotta have the you yarn. Gotta have the red yarn that's connecting <laughs> everything to everybody. Yeah, the thumbtacks. Uh, yeah. So, and it, uh, it all centers on the brain of the operation, Madam Aubrey Edwards. Because uh. coincidentally, she just so happens to be around every time I'm injured. Concussion, Aubrey Edwards was there. Broken leg, Aubrey Edwards was there. Broken nodes, 
Aubrey was somewhere. <laughs> so <laughs> you've all been put on notice. You try to take me out, but the joke's on you because I will be back at All Out. So September, that's your timeline for return. Which is good. Great which promo. means this isn't an ACL yeah. tear. It's not. Yeah. So it's a little. For, they, all, they we, the for little all we know, this is uh, we're being worked. <laughs> we don't, we don't actually. This, whole, this last week of injuries on AEW, maybe now they're like, let's just make everybody get injured. Uh, so yeah, they don't know I do want to say um, somebody, I don't know who, but saw Britt Baker's Instagram account where her recent photos uh, are all kneeing up. So uh, possibly. They're all what? Like, like, uh, like mid thigh and up. Oh, so you can't. You see can't her. see. Okay. No, of course there were photos from from Double or Nothing. She's there with Mike Tyson, but it's it's like mid thigh and up. Possibly, you know, yeah. maybe if she did not have a knee brace on, she was standing up. I don't know. I don't um, know. I'm being worked. I'm fucking being either worked. Either way, excellent promo. Top heel of the division. Top heel of the division, and and she's not even in the not division, even in the division. Right? And what's getting me about this is that like. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, is not the first performer to believe that Aubrey Edwards is tilting the scales in one person's favor. I mean, there (laughs) is a documented history of Chris Jericho's uh, problems with Aubrey Edwards. You know, I'd be curious if we could look back at some of that footage. Maybe Aubrey Edwards did. Uh, I think we're going to get, I think she's going to become involved in the storyline. I think she'll become involved point. in the storyline. And uh, what I love about her also is that she see, she's she looks, she's young and athletic enough that I think we could throw her into a, a quick program. Aubrey? I think so. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she I could. think so. She, probably, she, might even, she might even know what's going That's the thing. All these WWE refs don't look like they could ever. <laughs> well, except for Drake. He looks jacked. Yeah, oh, that guy's big. The Jersey Shore yeah, guy. Yeah, that guy's big. But I was going to say, like, like, you can't Mike. put, like, Little Nature yeah. out there. Cause he was like a former death wrestler. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, like, like fucking razor blades. All yeah, that. yeah. That's fucked. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, let's go on here. Backstage, Inner Circle's being interviewed when Orange Cassidy just walks by in the background casually. No, he doesn't walk. He meanders. He meanders, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jericho's like, did he just do that? Okay. Okay. See you later, Orange. So, uh-oh. Target on the uh-oh. back. Uh-oh. Then we get Christy Janes taking on Hikaru Shida. You know, new girl here. She looked good, but uh, she's not going to beat the champ on her debut. So Shida gets the win with the Falcon Zero. She, uh, Shida came out. Did she come out with a cool outfit or was it in her video package? I can't remember. It was like this like uh, silver plated thing covering her face. Um, okay, I, I guess I, I know her entrance video has that. Okay, I guess it was just her video then. I thought I could have sworn. I mean, she might. I didn't pay attention. Sometimes mm-hmm. I fast forward the Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Oh, I can't remember now. I'm just making myself sound foolish. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, new TNT champion Cody comes out in ring interview with Tony, talking about the big win. And, uh, yeah, he just cuts a promo saying, I'm the champ and I'm going to be a fighting champion every single week. That's a big load if he's, uh, you know. 52 matches a year, every TV. We'll see. Yeah, thank you. Well, uh, yeah, plus so. plus pay-per-views. Didn't John Cena do that for a little bit, though? Plus, yeah. Yeah, oh, some guys have wrestled like 300 Yeah, he d- or he did his, uh, didn't didn't John Cena have his open U.S. title? Yeah, U.S. Open Challenge every week, and it was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, but Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc teaming up again, taking on SCU. Just a little, yeah, fun little match. Uh, Penelope helps them get the win. They cheat. So, uh, yeah, Sabian and Havoc win. New Alliance. New Alliance. Working. New Alliance, yeah. Well, an alliance by necessity, perhaps. Uh, you know, but who knows? 
Well, I think Jimmy. Well, or like Kip Sabian way. has his his manager, and At now the end of the day, has his uh, violent uh, bodyguard. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Sabian can go home and uh, lay on top of Penelope. Oh, you're so weird. You're so weird. <laughs> if anything else. You're so weird. Uh, Battle Royal. What? Nothing wrong with that. Battle Royal here, where the winner earns a shot at Cody's TNT Championship. Mm-hmm. So let's just jump right into this thing. Uh, MJF, Wardlow, Luther, Peter Avalon, bunch of guys, Luchasaurus. They're all in there. All your favorite mid-carters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're past social distancing at this one. All these guys in here at once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I never uh, thought of that. Uh, the match begins, and then Orange Cassidy's music hits, and he slowly wakes his may- makes his way down to the ring, uh, but he gets attacked from behind by Santana on Ortiz. Uh, for that Not happy about incident. that, yeah. Yeah. And MJF just spends a large portion of the match sitting on the top turnbuckle as Wardlow's just standing guard, his little roadblock. Good strategy. Uh, so we get a bunch of eliminations. Uh, Colt Cabana, after he gets eliminated, some members of the Dark Order hand him a little piece of paper. So maybe mm. some more recruitment. Some more, yeah. <laughs> Read our pamphlet. Uh, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, so here's some literature. We have some free punch. <clears throat> Anyways, they're going at it. A uh, bunch of eliminations here. Billy Gunn, Luchasaurus. Uh, the final three comes down to Wardlow, MJF, and Jungle Boy. Or is it? Because Orange Cassidy rolls back into the ring. He was never eliminated. He was never eliminated, technically. I mean, he never made it in, but he was never eliminated. (laughs) He did here. He's in. Uh, He gives MJF a gentle push. So Wardlow just grabs him. MJF puts on the diamond ring. Goes for the big punch, but Orange Cassidy ducks. Wardlow gets nailed. MJF runs at Orange Cassidy. He moves. Jungle Boy backdrops MJF to the floor. And then Orange Cassidy, Jungle Boy quickly dump Wardlow to the floor. So final two. Big moment. Love it. Uh, yeah, they're going at it. Orange, he hits his big Superman punches, goes to toss Jungle Boy, but he just reverses it, bounces off the ropes, and hits a Hurricane Rana to get Orange Cassidy over the ropes to the win, to the floor and get the win. So Jungle Boy gets that TNT title shot. At, at date TBD. Um, yeah, that'll be a classic. Cody vs. Jungle Boy. Cody vs. Jungle Boy. You know what? Uh, I w- this uh, especially when we got down to the final two, we had Orange Cassidy and Jungle Boy there. Just made me thinking that I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen it yet, so of course we don't know how it would fare. But the Orange Cassidy against or verse face uh, match seems much harder to book than the Orange Cassidy verse heel match. Even I was picturing, I was picturing Orange Cassidy. He did win this title opportunity. Uh, you need he he you couldn't make Cody look dumb or silly because mm-hmm. Cody of course is a very serious competitor but he's like a good guy in that versus like Neville like you can make Neville or sorry Pac rather make <laughs> him look silly you can make him yeah. look a little foolish but he's gonna get the upper hand uh, which yeah. doesn't necessarily work the other way around but uh, Orange Cassidy will get his shot but for now Jungle Boy Jack Perry um, they're gonna have one of those matches where they're gonna shake hands at the end of it. You know those matches? Yeah, it'll be a banger. Yeah. It's going to be, gonna a, be banger. a banger, and they'll, uh, you know, respectfully shake each other's hand and all the. <laughs> that's what I picture. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine mm-hmm. with me. But let's close out the dynamite with uh, Inner Circle coming out here for their, their pep, pep rally. rally. The cheerleaders are back. The cheerleaders are back. They toss out shirts. They got some stadium stampede. They got some little pom poms. Uh, Inner Circle. Yeah. So they're tossing shirts, uh, but then the crowd starts tossing them back in the ring, pissing off Jericho. Well, um, well, I think the cheerleaders <laughs> would toss around the shirts, of course, led by lead cheerleader of AEW, of course, uh, Vicky Guerrero. 
Oh yeah, she. Was she there. and she because she was mic'd up too. She wasn't just yeah, present. She was, she was the only one like, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, Shaka. Fantastic, it. fantastic, <laughs> you know. And she uh, she's been at a bunch of the tapings. Also, we see her there on the heel side, often talking to Sean Spears yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, she's got a very loud carrying voice. Got a very loud carrying voice. Um, And as far as I know, I think she's been just flat out just been blacklisted from WWE forever now, Uh, which is Uh, is all good. I don't think she was blacklisted. I think she chose to go to Oh, yeah, but I think they're... Oh, you think like she's on their payroll? She had a job for life with WWE if she wanted. That's a good point, yeah. But she left them to go to I think she's on the payroll? I guess, yeah. She's doing all sorts of commentary and stuff. Anyways, anyways, they do come out for their... uh, for their pep rally because Chris Jericho's here to say that, you know, despite the loss, they are uh they are gonna band together and they'll be they'll be back stronger than ever. Yeah, they give each other a bunch of gifts. We got some trophies, uh some food, Timberlands for Hager, picture of Mark Anthony for Jericho, uh little scooter for Sammy, because he's too cool for crutches. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so a bunch of these uh, little a fra- gifts. A framed uh, photo of Mark Anthony for Chris Jericho. Yeah, for Jer- wasn't autographed, it was just it was a picture. Framed. Yeah, they could have they could have like faked an autograph. No, Fake the sig, no, yeah. no, no, no. But uh anyways, Jake Hager reads a poem he wrote about happiness and the inner circle. Uh he's and Sammy's like He's reading this poem and uh <laughs> Mike, so I'm I have two areas on my weather network app, right? I can access Toronto weather or Jacksonville weather. I just always want to know what's happening down there because they're they are <laughs> outside. Um, it was 26 degrees uh, Celsius down there, right? Yeah, so about yeah, you know about. kind of like about as hot what it was the other day um, here in Toronto. Yeah, that here. Jake Hager was sweating as though they're in the triple digits. This guy was sweating. <laughs> much um and i'm looking around at everybody he was nervous about I'm his looking poem. around at everybody like, else trying to wonder like oh it must be very very hot down there nobody else is sweating no maybe he, this poem really I, really was that's personal what I'm to saying, him that's he, what I'm thinking. he was nervous it, it about it must have brought out something he was so nervous i you know we all know what that's like you're nervous you're shaking you start sweating down the back of your neck your forehead all that <laughs> stuff and jake hager's just like us you know he's human exactly uh, but yeah, so he reads that lovely poem and Sammy's like, you know, we got all these gifts, but what do you really want, Chris? And Jericho says, I want Mike Tyson's ass on a platter because of, uh, 2010, 2010 on a Monday night, he turned on me. He turned traitor on me. And since that day, I've been dreaming of getting my hands on his fat head. And, uh, yeah, so of course he's referencing a Monday night raw incident where during the guest host era, Mike Tyson was a host. And he teamed up with Jericho for a match against DX for the tag titles, which Tyson turned on Jericho mm-hmm. and they lost. Oh. Uh, so that's the history. And Jericho's never forgotten it. Uh, so Sammy says, I can't get you his head on a platter, but I got you a cheese platter and a little bit of the bubbly. And he goes to lift open the thing, the tray. and uh, But the cheese and the bubbly, it's gone. It's been consumed. So out comes Mike Tyson and his posse. And they got the bottles with them. So, uh, yeah, they... they they ate it. Uh, so they go down. And he's got his, his group. Some of these guys are like former MMA fighters. You know some of these guys? Uh, well, yeah. Henry Ciuto was there. I believe he's, yeah, the, uh, he's the, um, the current. Current champ champ? Isn't he a two champ? No, no. I think he's like a light, champ, champ. either a lightweight or. Yeah. Serious dude, though. Yeah. And then there's a couple other former fighters in there as well. Uh, and this weird dude with the face paint, he, I didn't know. Yeah, that, that was a bit weird. It's a TR <laughs> on the face paint. I was just like, TR, oh, the fuck are is, you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 
Yeah, so anyways, we get this big face-off, uh, him and Jericho. Jericho cuts a promo on Tyson. Tyson calls Chris a sucker who deserves it. Chris wants an apology, or he knock him out, and Tyson just rips his shirt off. He struggles a little bit ripping it. It wasn't a clean wasn't rip. A clean rip. I don't think. Well, that's thing. I don't think they pre-cut it. I think it he was just like going for it. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. So he just rips his shirt, flexes in his face, and then shoves Chris, who shoves him back, and we get the big brawl as the locker room clears out to break it up. So it looks like, in some form or another, we're gonna get a Jericho versus. Tyson. I think we're getting Tyson Jericho. <laughs> I think that's gonna be. Your, so we're gonna get. I that. Think we that's wanted be, Tyson to hit someone. They were saving. I think that's gonna be your all saving. out. Uh, well, you know that's what it is. It's that. It's the that powerful right hand versus the powerful right elbow. Yeah. It's gonna Just be. Uh, you know, fa- uh, fantastic. Or could it be? Uh, could it be a cinematic like a boxing match? Who knows? An Who actual knows? boxing. Put on the gloves. Get some goofy rock. Put on the gloves. Do something goofy. Well, of course, if that's the ma- the direction they're going, we will see an inner circle Rocky spoof. Where oh, yeah. there's going to be weeks of training weeks montages. Of montages. There's going to be, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, like I picture Sammy Guevara is Adrian, and uh, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah, one of them's got to be uh, Mickey. One of them's got to be Mickey. One's got to be Mickey. <laughs> And that's the, and that's and, the way uh, we book it, yeah. I guess. Yeah, no, that was fun though. Big angle, Tyson. He's still he's still irrelevant. So, one thing I noticed on the show, <laughs> and that, yeah, and, and that's and that and that closed out AEW. That brought us to our commercial. One thing I noticed on this week's show, more than other week's shows, uh, or especially versus WWE, being in the Performance Center, is the branding on TNT because they are a cable network company owned by. You know, uh, I, I did a little bit of re- you know they're owned by Warner Group Media, and Warner Group Media in itself owns all these sorts of things, including HBO Max, which was that main uh, sponsor we saw in everything this week. It's like their uh, it's their streaming service. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I like that. I think adding adding these sponsors makes it feel more sport oriented. I never realized. I never sort of put in my mind before just watching AEW this week, where. Like WWE is on USA Network on for their Monday Night Raw, but USA Network doesn't own WWE, so nothing else is advertised short of like Snickers for for whatever sorts of things, or they have a little ad for Skittles, but they don't also they don't like <laughs> USA isn't advertising other shit on there like within the program. I've just never kind of noticed that until last until today. Uh you know, sometimes they're like, "Oh, watch this on USA Network," but not that. No, but I mean, like, well, but, 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 but uh, yeah, what what I was more what I was more getting at was, this was TNT telling you to subscribe to HBO. This wasn't TNT telling <laughs> yeah. you to subscribe to TNT. They were saying, hey, subscribe to HBO because you don't know it, but we're owned by the same people. Uh, I yeah. feel like as though the WWE conflict of interest versus possibly something else, it, it does also, it does kind of remove that slight sport element, which is just something I've never picked up on. You like being sold products. I like I like putting things in <laughs> I like putting things in the real world. You know? Sure. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it, it's kind of like stretching out that kayfabe. Because kayfabe is Mike Tyson and Chris Jericho mad at each other, but it is also subscribe to HBO Max and watch all of Game of Thrones. It, it can be both of those things at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. They're making money. That's what Of course. Well, hey, you know, it's all going somewhere. Why not? I'll take it. I'll take <laughs> it. 
Uh, HBO, yeah, subscribe. Yeah, HBO, subscribe to that. HBO Max. <laughs> of course, we've got the Snyder Cut of the Justice League come out in 2021, and everyone's going to want to be there when it happens. That was our show on TNT, <laughs> not our show on HBO, as we might thought. But um, let's move over to a show that we're not going to have any other sponsors on this one, except maybe Snickers. We're going to move over to NX. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's a good wrestling show. NXT. Watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. Where, of course, we were promised even before the show even started, we were promised this 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 match between Matt Riddle and Damian Thatcher. Timothy, Timothy Thatcher, I'll get there one day. Um, yeah. But uh, it came with it the extra surprise that Kurt Angle will be present as the uh, special guest referee. Oh yeah, we're getting a fight pit match. I think a fight fight ever. pit or pit fight. Fight pit. <laughs> <laughs> fight pit. <laughs> but before that, we got some other things. Drake Maverick taking on Jake Atlas, taking on Kushida. Triple threat winner faces El Hio de Fantasma in the cruiserweight tournament finals. And this was just some good shit, good fast pace, triple threat, three men doing uh, doing what they do best. Uh, eventually, Kushida hits his big cross arm breaker off the top rope on Atlas. He's got it locked in, but then Drake crawls over, puts his arm across Atlas, and gets the three count. So the dream continues. Maverick's going to the finals. He's going to the finals. His Instagram handle is still WWE Jake Maverick. So, I mean, until he changes that Instagram handle, hell, anything is possible. Yeah, anything. Well, we'll find out next week when he goes for that. Belt. When he goes for it in a triple threat, right? No, no that was the trip. Right, right. Just, 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 hey, just him versus. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't remember if there yeah. was like a tie over on that other side of the bracket. That was no, yeah, right? No, that side's clean. So there's that. Um, and then Johnny and Candace come out. Johnny says, "This is the start of the Gargano Invitational." So he's just gonna yeah let people fight him. So Johnny takes on Adrian Alanis, and Johnny just makes quick work of him. Super kick, Gargano escape. There's your squash win. Mm-hmm. And then after on the screen, uh, we get a parody of their dinners with uh, Mia Yim and Keith Lee <laughs> doing their little, yeah, just mocking them with the whole black and white thing. Uh, and then we get Shotzi Blackheart taking on Raquel Gonzalez. And of course, Shockey, Shotzi's looking great. She's in control. Uh, Dakota's on the outside, interfering. She saves Raquel. And then uh, Dakota, the little shit, she gets in Shotzi's tank and starts messing with it. Messing with it. Uh, So Tegan Knox comes out, shoves her down. Uh, And then later in the match, Raquel and Dakota, they're on the floor. When Shotzi just jumps off the rope and hits a crazy coffin drop where she over-rotates and basically lands on her head. No fucks given. No fucks. She's insane. I love it. She's wild. Uh, she's alive, though. Tegan helps Shotzi back up. And then Candice LeRae comes out. She starts beefing with Tegan. So this distracts the ref. And then back in the ring, Dakota helps Raquel. They slam Shotzi down. Uh, gets the cheap win. What a bitch. But uh, what a bump by Shotzi, though. That's my big takeaway. You know, and uh, this was great for, what, two women we haven't seen do, like, their own thing in a little while. And, of course, we had the other two... Uh, pop up there, you know, to be their foils, you know, because Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox will never end. And, uh, so, you know, helping to elevate these other two women, because what, what started out this year, you know, the year started out so strongly for this women's division. Now it seems a little bit odd, you know, with Charlotte Flair, uh, Charlotte Flair kind of occupying the main title picture, and now Gargano, or 
Candice LeRae's been pulled away. Uh, Mia Yim has been pulled away. So we're kind of losing a couple women as we go. Of course, Shayna was called up. Uh, yeah. So now could be a time, uh, you know, have the Iconics win those tag titles and then come to NXT. They can start and then Shotzi and yeah, Tegan exactly, and or just that. And, Dakota, and, oh. and you know, something we've been saying for so long now: the the strength of the NXT Women's Mid Card. And now we we can keep it going. Just let's throw a couple new people in there. Let's throw Gonzalez in there. Let's throw uh, Shotzi in there. Let's keep it um, yeah, they, fresh, as we know. Freshen it mm-hmm. up. But uh, we know what's going to happen for the next program, at least. Uh, well, we're going to get part of that because Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai are teaming up to take on Charlotte and a mystery partner. And the mystery is Chelsea Green. And uh, they actually worked really well together, this unit here. I liked it a lot. Chelsea and Charlotte. Uh, probably Chelsea's best match so far. Mm-hmm. I could say that. Uh, but, yeah. Anyway, uh, at one point, EO accidentally knocks Ripley off the apron. And then Charlotte rolls up EO, puts her feet on the ropes to get the cheap three. Get the win. So, But we already know we're getting that triple threat at TakeOver. Uh, tri- which is when? Uh, n- Sunday, June 7th. So that's so next Sunday. Sunday. Okay, so we still have some time yeah. to round, to time round to out that card. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. And then we go to William Regal and Adam Cole having a little FaceTime. Talking about the NXT title match at TakeOver. Adam Cole says he'll face Velveteen Dream, but if he beats him, the Dream can never get another title shot as long as Cole is champ. Regal agrees, but he says he will find a location that is special and worthy of the championship. So does that mean another cinematic match? I don't know. I didn't. I, I was a little confused. Neither did I. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Not. Not. I. I was also confused, <laughs> yeah. as I'm sure you yes. were confused by my rebuttal to what you just. Uh... <laughs> yeah, the confusion <laughs> just mounts further. Confusion mounts. Are we getting worked? Um, this could be. This could be it. This could be. Vel- this could be the moment for Velveteen Dream that we've been waiting for for so long. Uh, I've been texting a little bit with AC Dirt. Who tells me that Adam Cole <laughs> is reaching the end of his WWE contract? No word on a Aww. re-signing. Does WWE want to re-sign him? I mean, I'm sure hell yeah. Are there other companies in the world who would love to re-sign him? Also <laughs> hell yeah. So maybe one that his wife. Maybe works one that his uh, partner. I don't think they're uh, I don't, partner. I don't think they're. Uh, but yeah, I mean, who, yeah. Uh, who the heck? Who the heck knows what could be happening with this belt? I uh, I really feel like this is Dream's time, though. Yeah, you know he's been he's been right there. Uh, we got crowds back a little bit, so he can have a little celebration. Yeah. We can get the pop, yeah. the pop. Yeah, the Dream. It's your time, Dream. But let's go here. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa taking on Leon Ruff. Little quick squash match. Scarlet comes down to distract to get in Ciampa's head, but he gets the easy win with the fairy tale ending. And then I think I think yeah, uh, Cross, Cross comes on with the Titantron, just like hey, yeah. watch ah. out, and watch <laughs> because out. of course that because of course that match is happening at uh, in your house, in your yeah. house, in yeah. your house. But let's go to the main, main event. event time. Matt Riddle taking on Timothy Thatcher in a fight pit match, the first ever fight pit. So we got a we got a steel cage structure around the ring, no ropes, no turnbuckles, an elevated platform up top. Uh, the only way to win is by knockout or submission. Yeah, it was like it was like you could tell they wanted to build it into the ground, but they're like, I don't think we can do that, so let's just build the <laughs> ground up. <laughs> and the rules were also kind of like hybrid boxing and MMA because they had like a 10 count, like 
when you get it was yeah down, you're down for 10 like yeah yeah uh and yes referee kurt angles in there so uh the match starts we're going right at it uh i did yeah this was cool i like the presentation of it they start off they're fighting like it's mma they're going for takedowns doing strikes uh at one point riddle just hits the big showtime jumping kick off the off the wall of the cage into Thatcher, and then what? He starts spitting up blood and teeth after that. <laughs> uh, let's hope they were <laughs> yeah. just chiclets. Uh. I think it's just chiclets. <laughs> uh, so Angle sends him to the corner to get checked on by the doc. Doc says he can fight, so we continue. And Thatcher just comes on strong in the second half. He's beating Riddle up. The uh, Riddle fights back. They both climb up to the top of the platform on top of the cage. They're slugging it out until Riddle hits a big ripcord knee. And Thatcher falls down a little gently off the top. Uh, and then Riddle follows up with the floating bro off the top of the cage. A good bump there. And so they go back and forth a bit more. Riddle gets tossed headfirst into the post on the cage. And then Thatcher just locks in a big sleeper hold. And Riddle tries his hardest to get out. But uh, he just ends up passing out. And Thatcher has won. So a huge win. Huge win for him. And uh, I was talking to AC Dirt as well. And rumor has it that Matt Riddle is getting the call up. Oh no! To, uh, to, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> to probably the SmackDown. This brand. was an incredibly strong main event. We've had a few, we've had a string of strong main events over here on NXT. Um, the, they they made this weird stipulation work. You know, uh, Kurt Angle's appearance yeah. certainly was not necessary. I'm sure it boosted a little bit of ratings. Um, yeah. I would love it if. Well, like one of two things, either like the NXT pit fight or fight pit, whatever we're calling yeah. it. Bring it back at some I, point. Like, I would love it if like maybe they can make this is somehow Thatcher's like signature match is this is his be... place of, you know, similarly to uh, what the Punjabi prison was buddies match, you know, uh, <laughs> or, or either either this becomes involved with Thatcher far more or this becomes a match like a settle all your problems between two people yeah. you know it's like we're literally like what the hell and cell used exactly to be. Like we're throwing you into a fucking hole in the ground the like you're saying i'd love it if it was a hole in the ground and they're like fucking yeah with snakes you know in the like they, they 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 chloroform <laughs> you a couple hours before you wake up in the middle of the ring and everyone's just standing yeah. over top of you like we'll fucking kill each other let's see what happens um yeah just uh great environments you know the fans there of course uh momentum dude fucking momentum yeah thatcher he's on the rise he won a main event he's looking good yeah, looking great actually gotta say uh but that yeah. was nxt nxt ended strong everything everything on the show had something everything on all, everything on the show had something it was another great wednesday night war um mike let's just get right to it boom we got a wrestler of the week it's the wrestler of the week of the week wrestler of the week of the week of the week wrestler of the week of the week of the week wrestler Fuck, this was um this was yeah. a tough one for, this, <laughs> this was, this was very a very tough, tough one for me it always is after uh pay-per-views but um or after you know, of course after WWE pay-per-views but I'm giving yeah. my wrestler of the week to the uh my 2019 shooty winner first star of the future uh Jungle Boy Jack Perry 
Um, yeah, excellent. Put in pick. an incredible, not only put in an incredible match, really showing us what he will be in the future. And there is so much honor in defeat, and he did that. Yeah, and then he turned around and, and then won he that won the next Royal. day. So oh. fucking there you go. Yeah, so he's looking good. Ah, uh, yeah, this was such a hard week. So many great matches. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm just gonna go with Chris Jericho. Of the inner circle for his great performance. I mean, anyone, every single member of that uh, stadium stampede match, along with the Jungle Boy MJF. But um, Jericho, put it that witch's hat, put him <laughs> over the top. As soon as he put, as soon as he put on <laughs> that fucking pylon, you were done. That, you that, were. It was over. Done. It was over. That's that's my moment of the year. Moment of the <laughs> moment of the year. Well, that and Becky Lynch. And Becky Lynch announced the two. The, the, from one end to the other. One made me laugh. One made me cry. <laughs> Uh, but yes, Chris Jericho, you deserve Chris Jericho, Jungle Boy, you are the wrestlers of the week, and that is the podcast. That is the whole show, a uh, fucking marathon of a show. We had so much to get. Mega show. We had yes, so had much lots. to get through, folks. Don't remember to rate, review, like, subscribe, because the podcast is everywhere. And uh, that's about all I got to say. Mike, any closing thoughts? No, that's everything. Uh, yeah, so there's some rumors for SmackDown. Apparently, Drew Gulak's back. He's signed. Oh, that's nice of him. So was he. Yeah. Gulak's back. We'll see if Riddle shows up on SmackDown. The Gulak is back and uh, can't yeah. wait. Ooh, Matt Riddle, Daniel Bryan. Oh, yeah. my God. That would that's, be a lot of fun. Folks, you yeah. take care of yourself. Mike, you take care of yourself. We'll talk to you later. Uh, bye. Bye. bye.